and Bozen the Florist. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Matt Maindring, I'm Mark Amadale. Beautiful night here at Valley Stadium for week three, 83 degrees, north-northeast wind, 5 to 10 miles per hour, and humidity at 38%. Matt, I know as a former football coach, retired, that you've got to love this being like this on, on uh, as a fan, but miss yeah. it being on the field on game nights like this. Beautiful. These, these are the nights when you miss being out there because it is beautiful. You know, and the, the low humidity just makes it, good for the athletes and uh you know it's, it's there's nothing that you can't blame it on anything else kind of like the golf game once you have it's windy you can find something to blame it on sure but, you know tonight there's hardly any wind and uh it's just uh, another great night for football well, it certainly is we've got a stack of games going on of course we'll be simulcasting with the central iowa sports network about uh 655 tonight so we have the pregame here on iowa catholic radio and yeah after at that time, we'll be simulcasting so you can watch and listen, depending on where you're at. And we want to give a shout-out to our third man, who's usually here, but under the weather tonight, John Scheidel at home, resting, getting – he's got two games Monday and Tuesday, uh, freshman – I'm sorry, eighth-grade uh, football, who, by the way, got their first win uh, last uh, Tuesday night over at uh, Johnston, 36-6. to Congratulations, Johnny and uh, the freshman football staff and team. But uh, game two is Monday with the B team, Tuesday with uh, – the rest of them and he's got to get healthy and he's i said take healthy. the night off we can manage this matt can't we although if you know if we're behind at halftime we may have to he may have to get down here yeah there's there's some things there's things no we wish johnny the best and uh we are going to miss him tonight yeah we'll, we'll try to you know move move forward and we got a slug of games uh, with CISN, they're covering three games tonight, folks. Not only the, the Dowling-Ankeny game, and this is uh, number two Dowling against seventh-ranked Ankeny. Uh, the Maroons are 2-0. and Ankeny 1-1 one and one coming into the contest. But they're also up at the uh, brand-new stadium at, on the eastern part of Polk County, and that's Southeast Polk High School. There's a uh, – christen their new stadium. Southeast Polk ranked number one this week, 2-0, and hosting – the Cedar Rapids Prairie Hawks also 2-0, and they're tied for third in the Class uh, 5A Associated Prep, Prep uh, AP rankings. So that'll be a game we'll monitor. Uh, and the other one is Cedar Falls, ranked sixth at Ankeny Centennial. So both teams 1-1, one and, one, and that game is also on CISN, as ours will be at the top of the hour. And then another game that I'm intrigued about is uh, West Des Moines Valley. They're 0-2. They did get some votes on uh, receiving votes this week. They're at number nine, Johnston. That's Dowling's opponent uh, here in a few weeks. But uh, ninth-ranked Johnston is one and one. That's a 7 o'clock uh, kickoff. And that game will be televised on TeamOneSports.com. TeamOneSports.com. Randy Sparks and the group at, at uh, Johnston do their own in-house uh, live stream. So uh, a chance to watch some high school football if you're going to be maybe at home resting up like our our man mr chido will be tonight our right hand man you know it's that cedar falls and centennial game does intrigue me so cedar falls pulling the upset what i thought was kind of an upset over johnston last week and uh it'll be interesting to see how johnston battles back and bounces back tonight and and uh, that's an intriguing game you're right because valley 0 and 3 doesn't sound quite right and uh it'll be interesting to see how that young that johnston team matures and, and handles it we want to thank everybody involved with our broadcast here at Valley Stadium on a beautiful night. Uh, we want to thank uh, the folks behind the scenes at Iowa Catholic Radio, and uh, we appreciate, oh, we're handing out uh, 
Look at that. That is an official's card. Look at there laminated. That's that's our that's, crew tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they've raised the bar. You can't mess that up. That is laminated. We have our officials right here. We'll get to them in a moment. But uh, our thanks to uh, Josephina Wilcom on the, on the board tonight. And, of course, her dad is the executive director of Iowa Catholic Radio. Matt Wilcom, he's doing paperwork. I've, I've, I found this out Wednesday night at the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio fundraiser we had that mm-hmm. uh, I said, your kids are at the studio making sure we're on the air. What are you doing? Paperwork, getting caught up on a Friday night. So yeah. there we go. Uh, so we want to thank her and, of course, all the staff here at CISN who will be joining us here shortly, uh, Sean Ingracia, uh, Rachel Hawley, and, uh, of course, A.J. Laporte on the cameras, and then uh, Jennifer Phelps running the scoreboard. So our thanks to them. And, of course, our, our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, Ashford Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, and Mercy One, and Matt, it's Dowling and Ankeny. Maroons were a winner last year up in Ankeny, 17-10. to 10, And uh, that was a big win for Dowling, if you remember, because uh, – that was J.J. Cole, his final yeah. season, and the Maroons uh, really kept him in check after Cole and Ankeny won the previous year. That was a big win for Dowling, but here tonight, same weeks, week three, Dowling and Ankeny, and the Hawks replacing a lot of personnel on both sides of the ball, including their head coach, who's now Jeff Bauer. He moves up from uh, assistant to head coach, but a lot of missing parts. They're trying to put it all together. Five starters out beginning of the year that will not play uh, that are out that would have started this year or played a lot this year. They have one starter on offense. That's their right guard, number 52, Tristan Mullis. And they have a Mike linebacker back, uh, Connor Kaiser. Both are captains and uh, both are seniors. And that's it. Everybody else, Coach Bauer had to kind of pull together. Well, they did. They won in the last play of the game against Centennial, their arch rival, which was kind of an upset because Centennial was – they said, you know, maybe the better of the Ankeny schools. Yeah. Coach Bauer and the Hawks proved them wrong. They did, and it, it was a, it was a intriguing game because you're right. You know, and, and I think I believe Ankeny was down early, and and battled back into that ball game, and you know, and you win an emotional game like that, that that battle in the town, and it, you can imagine there would be a letdown. You know, you hate to go face Southeast Polk after that, and and Southeast Polk took it to them. You know, it'll be interesting because they, they did not run the ball very well against Southeast Polk and had to, you know, were reduced to just throwing the football. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if Dowling can do the same thing to them this week. And I know Coach Wilson will probably talk about that, but the um, pass defense is going to get tested tonight. Yeah, no question. Uh, Ankeny winning the battle of, of Ankeny, defeating Ankeny Centennial 39-38 in overtime in week one. And then last week, as you mentioned, Matt, Southeast Polk 58-21 over the Hawks. So Ankeny comes in, they're uh, averaging 30 points on offense but giving up 48 points on defense in just two games. And they got another ranked team in their eye, and that's Dowling Catholic. And Dowling, you know, after that emotional win over Valley in a hard-fought game, 14 to nothing. Maroon scoring on their first drive of the game and then didn't score until a turnover with under five minutes left in the ball game. That was their second score. But in between, we had a lot of game in between the 20s. Yeah. Defense dominated last week, Dowling Valley. Dowling's defense looked surprisingly good after a year where they were having a lot of turnover and changeover, and they have played very well against two ranked opponents. you got to give Coach Jack a lot of credit on the defensive side of the ball. You're right, Mark. I mean, that defense has been playing lights out. You know, how many times does Valley get shut out? And you said it's been a long time in the series, and, and for that to happen, that defense is playing well. And I think that, you know, the most surprising part of it is that front four. And you start three sophomores up there, Bobo and, and the two Beavers, 
twins and and uh, and then Kibi Ford who didn't play that position last year he was Correct. a linebacker you know that front four has just been pretty dominant and it's dominant because they have depth you know they bring in that Ringwelski and all this crew behind them you know pins and 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 Ian Middleton and and Carter Smith and Ringwelski, and they've come in and done a heck of a job, and you really have an eight-man eight-man crew up front. You do, and Carter Smith, the reserve, has a fumble recovery and a sack to uh, start the year out. And I did do some. You did do I, some homework. I, I did some homework for you. All I, right. I got to set the example for the students that are around. But uh, <laughs> you know, the shutout between Dowling Catholic and Valley that series. Dowling shut out Valley back on September 4, 2020. That was uh, we were what about six months into COVID, 22 to nothing at Valley Stadium. And before that, Dowling won back in uh, uh, 2000, 21 nothing at Valley. So we had about a 20-year gap between shutouts. Valley last shut out Dowling back in 2008, 21 uh, nothing, And they also did it back in 1982. So it's been a while for Valley, but uh, you don't see that in that series. that goes way back as I was researching no. this. And... Uh, uh, so That's good I, work. I, I you, did, did, you didn't I, have to call up Mr. Power on that one. I used his materials. So oh, okay. I, I have I have uh, copies of that. You know, <laughs> Ted Power did the research on Dowling football and did a great job since uh, 1920. The Maroons mm-hmm. been playing and, and Dowling. Congratulations to them. They got their uh, 700th and 15th win in their program history last Friday night over Valley. Matt, we're going to take a break. We come back. Head coach Tom Wilson caught up with him. Talked a little bit about last week's win over Valley and previewing tonight's game, Dowling and Ankeny, as we return to Valley Stadium after this timeout. Mark Hemadale, Matt Mainry tonight, Dowling and Ankeny here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Known as the Apostle of the Impossible and one of the church's most beloved saints, Jude Thaddeus is revered for his unwavering dedication and steadfast faith, inspiring people since ancient times to seek his intercession when faced with seemingly hopeless adversity and need. You can experience St. Jude's transformative presence Tuesday, September 26th at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines when the arm of St. Jude will be on display for veneration. Details at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Deacon Steve Tatz from the Basilica of St. John in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Mark Amadale now joined by head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. Before tonight's Ankeny at Dowling game at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, Dowling's home opener. And, Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mark. Well, Coach, uh, you're 2-0 going into week three of the high school football season. But what a game week two was. Dowling Valley, uh, you score in your opening drive. You got a, a short field set up by your defense and a poor punt. You go down and score, and then it's 7 nothing until the final five minutes and you get an interception and score again in between all that there was a defensive game between dowling and valley which is typical when a gary swenson versus tom wilson i think meets sometimes well it does happen and and um you know we felt great to get out of there with a win and and getting a shutout as as i said in the post game doesn't happen very often uh in this ball game and uh there's a lot of things we can get better at i'm sure valley feels the same way but uh we stubbed our 
our toe too many times, especially offensively. And, and uh, the turnovers hurt, but I, I thought our defense uh, was outstanding all night long and, and really put us in position to win. Coach, you look at the, the some of the statistics, and offensively for Valley, they had like six or seven ball carriers, all got less than 100 yards. So your defense hold them to 100 yards rushing, which is their bread and butter with uh, Damon Head and Darius Mason. Their two running backs are outstanding. And uh, you make them a passing team, and they were going through three quarterbacks due to injury and whatnot. But uh, you really t- you really be- made them one-dimensional. And once you stopped the run, everything was in your favor. Although your offense, as you mentioned, had, had to catch up a little bit, your defense put you in position to do that. No question. Um, and, um, you know, that's what we had said pregame is if, if we can stop the run and make them one-dimensional. And, and Head is a really good back, and, and uh, Mason is – a nice change up for them, but I thought we controlled things at the line of scrimmage. Um, our defense played very well, and then Kruger got the interception and and uh, took it back deep into their territory, which allowed to get us the uh, the last score. And offensively, it seemed like your both teams were moving the ball between the twenties, but uh, you got that last gaps there, and of course, the Rashad Davis outstanding running back uh, scored for you for Dowling in the last five minutes to. Uh, uh, make it a two-score game, which at that time uh, was looking pretty uh, ominous with the way the game was going. It was a one-score game most of the game, but uh, that second touchdown really put it away. Well, it did, and and uh, obviously we felt really good about that. We changed tempo a couple of times um, on them and, and really had the personnel in the game that allowed us to do that And with Rashad uh, carrying it uh, for the last score. And, and really, I thought our offensive line did a pretty good job uh, most of the night. We had some breakdowns here and there, but uh, for the most part, you know, Brashad had 120 some yards, I believe it was, which, um, as you mentioned, he's a good back. But those guys up front have done a nice job, too. Visit with head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic before tonight's game. Dowling and Ankeny here at Valley Stadium. It's Dowling's home opener, and Bruins go in at 2 0, Ankeny 1 1. But, coach, beforehand, uh, let's talk a little about last week and as you graded film. Some of the young men for Dowling that didn't get on the, uh, maybe on the radio, but you thought graded out well when you did your film study with your coaches earlier this week. Well, I, I guess I, I feel like defensive line wise, we continue to do a good job and there's really a strength in numbers there. Uh, Kiwi Ford, I thought played uh, pretty well. Ryan Bobo continues to play well. Owen Pins, you know, he comes in with that second group and, and really for the second uh, game in a, in a row has played well, but um, you know, Dylan Manning was all over the field, and, and uh, I thought Lucas Gigliano, uh, Aiden Ducharme, and you know, Zach Smith certainly uh, flashes. And uh, again, our safeties, I feel like they've, they've done a good job just getting us lined up communicating wise. Uh, Hanton flashes quite a bit in the course of a ball game. And, you know, I, uh, we, talk, we talk about Rashad and, and things like that, but, you know, those guys up front, Isaiah Seymour just continues to get better. Um, you know, he started a grand total of two football games in his life right now, and and uh, he continues to get better. And, and, you know, I like what our young fullbacks are doing. We we play two throughout the course of the game. Ian Middleton, who sees time on defense and has done a nice job there as well, and then Jackson Miller. So, um, you know, we feel like our kids are, are, you know, coming along. We've got a long ways to go um, to play our schedule. We just have to continue to get better every week. And coach, finally, in this segment, uh, uh, you know the trust you have in your depth, and you mentioned that on the defensive line. With uh, you have two shifts: a, a front four that starts, and a, and a second four that comes in later. You also do that in other positions. But trust factor is big. 
especially when you have those juniors and now seniors, seniors who may not have played last year but backed up these guys. Uh, now you have the, they have you have trust in them, and I'm sure they have trust in you. Well, it's it's been good to us through the years, and we like to play as many guys as we possibly can. I think, you know, number one, it's it's just great for the kids that put in a lot of time and effort uh, to be a part of the program, and we wish we could do it more. Uh, but yet, in the long run, we think it makes us better throughout the course of a long season. If you're fortunate enough to play deep into the to the postseason, so the more kids we can develop, the better off we're going to be overall. Head coach Tom Wilson visiting with me here on the pregame show. It's Dowling and Ankeny tonight here at Valley Stadium. This is Mark Hemadale. We'll return with more here on CISN and Iowa Catholic Radio. Thursdays at 9 a.m., it's Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates. Addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From Mitchellville to Maxwell and everywhere at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio and Central Iowa Sports Network. Mark Amadeo will continue my conversation with head coach Tom Wilson. It's Dowling and Ankeny tonight here at Valley Stadium. Dowling's home opener. Ankeny comes in with a record of 1-1. One one. Dowling's record 2-0. and oh. The Maroons ranked second in the AP poll and Ankeny ranked seventh in this week's Associated Press poll. And coach, it's uh, the Ankeny Hawks. Uh, you know, they have the same team, same program, but a different coach. Uh, assistant coach uh, Jeff Bauer uh, now moved up to head coach Jeff Bauer. And uh, this is an AK team that you look on, on paper, they've got uh, five guys that are not playing tonight because they've either uh, are injured or have moved. And that's five starters from last year. So uh, they have a lot of inexperience on both sides of football, but they got the big win in week one, an overtime win over their arch rival, the Centennial, and uh, losing last week to Southeast Polk. Your thoughts on this Ankeny team that uh, is a little bit different than last year? We didn't see uh, David, Devin Akers, who was injured, uh, he was his collarbone before he played Dowling. But uh, your thoughts on this Anki team, what you've seen on film and how they match up with Dowling tonight. Would you like to so, highlight yeah, a birthday? Uh, solid football team, I think. It's, as you mentioned, big win for them over Centennial. I think Centennial's a good football team. And, you know, we know how rivalries go. And, and uh, that certainly was one. They got behind early and then made the comeback. And, you know, last week against... Southeast Polk, A, you know, Southeast Polk's, you know, a really good football team. But, you know, the wide receivers for Polk made some phenomenal plays. And, and uh, you know, they've got a Division One quarterback, and he threw it up to them, and they made plays for him because Southeast Polk really didn't run the ball that well uh, against Ankeny. And as we know, that's just kind of our thing. So it'll be interesting to see how that materializes. Um, you mentioned Akers. Um you know, they, they've got an Earlmeyer uh, kid, number two, uh, not very big, but he's a, he's a quick and fast wide receiver. Uh, they're going to play two running backs, uh, Laramie and, and Hankus. Um, and really, Luke Anderson has done a pretty good job with them uh, under center. So 
Um, they've got uh, plenty of skill um, defensively. Uh, those people that can think back of us playing City High the last two years, that's their defensive coordinator moved over to Ankeny. So we have, we're somewhat familiar with the defense um, as we've coached against it. So, um, you know, I think uh, it's going to be a good ball game and it's a game that we're going to have to play well. And it's going to be interesting to see how strengths match up with our run game versus their run defense. They're going to put a lot of, guy, a lot of guys in the box, uh, force us to pass and, and see how we can hold up against uh they're uh, good wide receivers. Well, for the Dowling offense going against this three-three-five uh, defense of Ankeny's, uh, talk about you mentioned Iowa City High and and how their defensive coordinator is now Ankeny's defensive coordinator. How does that match up? What some of the things you can do offensively against this type of defense when you're only seeing a three-man front? Yeah, schematically, um, really, what they do is they're going to bring constant pressure. Um, you're going to face, if you face a, a three-man front, you know that there's going to be pressure. They're usually going to bring five, if not six guys. So you just don't know exactly where they're coming from. And, uh, you know, with that, um, obviously we have to have a disciplined game plan of, you know, certain checks and, and making sure we're getting into the right scheme uh, to the right side based on where we think that pressure's coming from. So uh, there's, you know, based on the first two weeks that I've seen is, you know, they've, They've created some problems, and you see it more with Polk. Um, you know, in the run game, uh, they couldn't get anything consistently going, and, and that's with guys with a team with four returning starters back on the offensive line. So, um, you know, probably a little simplification in our schemes um, and uh, us uh, trying to do something at the line of scrimmage. And defensively for Dowling, uh, you know, your young guys have really stood the test. Uh, uh, Bobo and the Beaver Twins and uh, Kiwi Ford, those are starting front four. And you've got two new linebackers in there who played pretty well this year uh, with uh, Lucas Gigliano and Zach Smith, although you've been rotating others in there with uh, Hanton and Manning, who are the veterans. But your thoughts on Dowling's defense against this Ankeny offense, uh, which really hasn't changed too much schematically, I think, because they have the same skills, just different people. But uh, what, what's going to make Ankeny one-dimensional tonight? What are some of the things you want to see? Well, we're going to have to win the line of scrimmage just so we can uh, stop the run. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to try and stay balanced, but then they're going to take their shots downfield. Now, Akers is six foot six, so you may have good coverage on him, and, and he makes a play over you. So that part of it is a concern. But really, we need to keep things in front of us and make them drive the length of the field, and, you know, much like what we did last week, and, and uh, just for to be a recipe for success for us. I think we'll be watching the matchup with uh, Jake Kruger and uh, uh, David Akers. I think they know each other a little bit, and uh, that's probably your tallest cornerback. So we're going to we're going to keep an eye on that number one for uh, Dowling and number eleven for Ankeny. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jake's excited to play, and and uh, he's done a good job for us. He's uh, a great kid, and and uh, I know he's excited about this ball game. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. Best of luck against Ankeny, and. Uh, Sitting in with uh, CISN and Iowa Catholic Radio. Yep, thank you. Coach Tom Wilson has been my guest here on the pregame show. This is Mark Hamadale. Coming up, we'll have more pregame from Valley Stadium. It's Dowling and Ankeny tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. 
Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hello, this is Father Bill Safranek from the Archdiocese of Omaha. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Central Iowa Sports Network as tonight we simulcast the Ankeny-Dowling game here at Valley Stadium. Beautiful night, temperature in the mid-80s, low humidity. Mark Amadillo, Matt Maynard, we're down a man. John Scheidel resting at home and recovering, getting ready to coach football on Monday and Tuesday, Matt. You better rest up, and we'll see how see if we can handle this without him. It's, <laughs> it's like running without your you know, an extra wheel. We're not going to have that sideline stuff. You yeah, know? No interviews. You no know, interviews. This, is, this is how they did. They covered your games up in <laughs> Sheldon. They had one yeah, guy or right. two people in the press box that was half yeah. this size or yeah. you know, more and uh, and did it. So, But uh, anyway, we got Ankeny and Dowling. Yeah. Maroons won last year 17-10. As I mentioned, Ankeny with just one returning starter on both sides of the ball, gutted by injuries that were season-ending, and then they had someone move out. So uh, Coach Bauer in his first year as a head coach, he was an assistant, uh, under Coach Smith, uh, doing a good job. They won their first game, lost to the Southeast Polk last week, and tonight it's Dowling. So they grab three ranked teams, just like Dowling does. Uh, talk about some of the matchups there, especially offensively for uh, uh, Ankeny, because they're going against a pretty good Dowling defense. If you're going to see what they do, you heard Coach Wilson wants to stay, wants them to stay balanced. But he's going to try to make them one dimensional. He is, and you know, and the. the they didn't have much of a run offense against Ankeny or against Southeast Polk either, and so they relied on throwing the ball up to Acres. You know, and Acres is going to be the focal point. And can this sophomore quarterback in Laramie, you know, can he or Luke Anderson the junior, can he, you know, handle the pressure that's going to come at him with eight different guys at different points? That four-man rotation up front, and uh, it's going to Ankeny's going to find some way to run the football because I think if you're going to sit back and just throw the ball up, then it's then it's going to be throw the ball up, see if it's a jump ball situation. A lot of pressure on the backside of the defense tonight. Offensive line for Ankeny, Evan Smith, uh, Jack Dorfler, A.J. Heck, and then the returning veteran, uh, Tristan Mullis, the senior right guard, and then Luke B. Roth, Lucas B. Roth at uh, right tackle. That is uh, what you're referring to. And, of course, the tight end, Carson Summerfield, who can throw and block. So that will be some of the questions that Ankeny has and uh, kind of what Coach Wilson said as far as key. So, you know, I think in defensively, you know, it's can they keep. You know, they're going to run probably two safeties over the top and give Jake some help against um, Akers. 
You know, and, and I think that's what you're going to see tonight from the defensive side of the football and, and a lot of Dylan Manning running at him. I think that's going to be a big thing. And we're joined by the CISN uh, group, and we want to thank them for simulcasting with us here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadeo, Matt Mangreen tonight here at Valley Stadium. Beautiful night. So we have another audience joining us with our radio audience. So welcome, folks, as uh, we're in the middle of the pregame, just a few minutes away from a kickoff. Captain's on the field right now. So we talked about the uh, – Ankeny offense against Dowling's defense. Let's talk about the Dowling offense against Ankeny's uh, defense. And, of course, Ankeny has that 3-3-5 defense, uh, Matt. We've seen it before. And, you know, Rashad Davis has done a great job. He's rushed for six touchdowns and, uh, and a kickoff return for Dowling. But Maroons want to run the ball, but they would like to open up the passing game a little more. It is. And when, you know, I guess that 3-3-5, it's one of those, it's a lot of blitzing. And so you just got to stay in your gaps and, and make sure that your responsibilities, you know your keys, you know where you're going, pick up the blitzer, and it's, it's still an odd man front. You know, and you can dress it how you want, but it's still, it's either a five, it's going to be a five-two, a three, you know, a three-three, five-two. It's all going to end up the same. You got the nose covered. You're bringing two guys off the edge and then one extra one in the middle somewhere probably. And so that's going to be the tester for this offense. But the one thing about it is that veteran offensive line that Dowling has, and, and they're going to withstand it. What I'm looking for tonight is Cataldo. You know, he, he had a great first game, did played really well, and just a little bit shaky last week, and to see him bounce back this week, which I fully expect him to do. We're just about set for kickoff. Dowling and Ankeny, two top ten teams battling out in Class 5A district football. We'll have it here on CISN and Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School. Welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School football. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting football, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe and that they show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've got some here. Mark Ebedale, Matt Mandarin, as you're about set for kickoff, Dowling and Ankeny here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, and we'll be rejoined by CISN.TV if you uh, want to watch the game. And uh, beautiful night, as we mentioned, with the uh, temperature at 83 degrees, north-northeast wind at uh, 5 to 10 miles per hour, so wind going left to right in front of us, and our humidity at 38%, and we want to, we're rejoined by our CISN TV group, Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, beautiful night. Coach, we're ready for kickoff, and the teams are waiting. It's not a media wait. It, no. They're just waiting for uh, to get the signal from above, I guess. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> clock's got to run out here. you got 14 seconds left on the clock, and they're going to let it run down. Don't want to start before 7 o'clock, for heaven's sake. So well, well, let's welcome we our, go. Let's welcome our crew from CISN. Of course, uh, 
Sean Ingracia is our producer here in the press box, along with our camera people, A.J. Laporte and Rachel Hawley. Pete Tarpey uh, quarterbacks the group. And, uh, of course, Jennifer Phelps running the scoreboard here at Valley Stadium for all you folks on the radios listening uh, and watching here from Valley Stadium. That's Jennifer on the board. And our thanks to uh, Josephina Wilkham back at Iowa Catholic Radio, our studio producer here on Iowa Catholic Radio, and, of course, her dad, Matt, our executive director, Thanks for joining us. Mark Ambedale, Matt Mainring, set for kickoff. Dowling will receive, and we're in their home for the first time this year, home maroon uniforms with white numbers and pants. End over end kick, and it'll go into the end zone. Touchback, there'll be no return, and Dowling will have it. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line. So, Matt, as we talked about a little bit in our pregame, Dowling offense against this 3-3-5 defense of Ankeny, and it'll be interesting to see how the reads go with quarterback Dante Cataldo. I, I think what you're going to see is early it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because it takes a little bit of time to figure it out, where they're coming from. But as the game progresses, I feel like this offense is going to get it figured out. And one thing you might see, that one of the things that works against this 3-3-5 is just run straight at it. So you might see him just run straight downhill right away. Well, one back in the backfield. That's Rashad Davis, the quarterback for Dowling, is Dante title. Blitz being showed by Ankeny. Handoff Rashad right over center. He uh, scratches and claws his way up to the 23-yard line for a gain of three. Good push by the Dowling offensive line. Kyle Rockers at left tackle. Joe Freilach, the left guard. Max Shelton, the center. Nate Agos, the right guard. And Isaiah Seymour at right tackle. Tight end is Will Leifker, and he'll also, you'll also see Charlie Darnell back there. Receivers for Dowling, Hank Brown, Curtis Horace, and Trey Wilson. We'll also see Trey Troyer, Matt Kerner, and Jake Scow. Quarterback is Cataldo with three receivers to the right. And Cadante hides in the pocket. Now he's going to be sacked back inside the 20 down near the 17-yard line, a loss of six as uh, Ankeny, with that defense, brought everybody, and the Maroons didn't have enough blockers to contain them. No, they went empty right there. Dowling went five wide, and, and nobody in the backfield to help Dante and uh, they brought extra pressure, and they got home. So now it's a third and third and twelve, and and uh, see what Dowling plays out of this. Aguirre, Hazi, and Opapi in there for Ankeny, along with Kaiser, Cataldo with two receivers to the right, back to throw. as one back in the backfield. That's Davis fires the ball downfield, and it's caught first down at the thirty, and then some down near sideline, and tackled inside the fifty-yard line for the Maroons. That is Jacob. Or check that is Curtis Horace with the grab. And Cataldo went through his progression, Matt, and found Horace on a slant pattern. You know, it was a great pickup on the line. There was somebody on the right side of that line right there. Um, it looked like it was um, Rockers and Seymour picked up the blitz, allowed Cataldo to roll out to the right, Horace over the middle. And that's one of the gamble. You gamble, you bring extra, you get beat. Davis on the handoff. First down, Dowling at the 48-yard line. Somebody lost their helmet. And yeah. Davis goes down, Rashad, at about the 30 or 45-yard line for a gain of three. But uh, They're going to give him forward progress up a ways. And, oh, know, they did. They yeah. sure did to, to and, 41. Yeah, and the thing is, is again, when you run against this 3-5, you've got to run right at it. I think you're going to see, just like in that last play, a lot of A-gap runs, which means right off the center's rear end on either side, and that's where you get after them, and uh, that's what Dowling did in this last play. Reception by Horace was for 35 yards and a Dowling first down. Now it's second down at the 41 of Ankeny. Handoff for Rashad Davis. Stays inside the tackle. Still on his feet at the 35. And finally drug down near or past the first down to the 32. Maybe the 32-yard line for a gain of nine, we'll call it. Nine, a nice run there by uh, 
Rashad as his feet just get side. He can get sideways so quick, and he's patient. And that's the thing we commented on last week, how patient he is behind that line. For our listeners who are now watching maybe the game on TV, you'll see Rashad go to the, go to the line and kind of stop. He's just waiting for his blockers. He does that so well. First down, Dowling at the 32 of Ankeny. Three receivers right, and Alcatalo will keep the football still on his feet, and he dives forward towards the 26-yard line. He'll pick up six, and will bring up second down four. And that was an RPO play where he had the option to throw the ball out there to the right. He saw the defense shift, and everyone kind of froze. He made one guy miss and then got up in there and got picked up a nice gain. And uh, as you see this Dowling offense, just like they have the last couple weeks, that first series, they've come out and, and moved the ball effectively. Runes with two tight ends and a receiver on each side of the formation. First, second down four, Dowling. Nine minutes remaining, first quarter. No score. Dowling on its first possession of the contest after Ankeny kicked off. Now handoff, less right side rather, is, is Davis. Cuts up field ins, outside the hash, inside the numbers, and he's brought down about the 22-yard line for a gain of four. So he's getting three to four yards, Rashad Davis is, much like last week in the Valley game, and just letting his offensive line do the work. Yeah, and so they get a first down right there. Yep, okay. That, they, they did mark it, okay. Yeah, now they're going to give them to it here. And they ran outside. Sometimes you end up running at the blitz. You know, if you could, you know, you, you want to run at the blitz sometimes and don't let it chase you down. You run past it, get a chip on a guy, and then you can pop free. Right there, Davis just outran him to the edge. Three receivers to the left, tied in on the left, and now a handoff right side, and that is uh, Rashad Davis. Breaks the tackle at the 15, still on his feet, and is angling out of bounds and finally run down at about the 12-yard line near a first down. Again, another A-gap run in between Shelton and Agos on the right side, and then uh, Rashad Davis just sitting there kind of picking and choosing where the blocks are coming from next. And, and in that last play, and uh, we see it on the tape when you watch it, is that they got down to the linebacker and got a chip on him, which allowed Davis to squirt out to the right a little bit farther. Nine-yard gain, down to the Ankeny 13. It'll be second down and one, and now we've got a timeout called. I think they got a guy... For an injury, Injury right? timeout, yeah. Right at the 10-yard line. So I want to thank our supporters here in Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Ashworth Vision Clinic, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization. Our thanks to Catholic United Financial, Klein Electric, and someone you know a lot about. That business is Skeffington's Formal Wear. The Mandarins had some, a wedding this uh, we, past summer. We had a wedding, and you know what? They even made me look pretty decent. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And uh, they were great to work with, and the crew down there on the south side, it was, uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun, a lot of a great wedding, that, good that's, time. Skeffington's treats you well. Yes. I mean, they, they did a really good job. And a reminder, the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser is September 21st to the 29th, later on this month. And your gift is tax deductible. Of course, uh, Iowa Catholic Radio is a nonprofit, so we appreciate uh, any support you may give, 515, or actually, iowacatholicradio.com, you can give online. All right, back to action after the injured Ankeny player. Second down, one Dowling on the 13 of Ankeny. Now take a title at quarterback. He has Rashad Davis in the backfield, two receivers to the left, and the tight end on the right. Long count by Cataldo, and the give is to Rashad Davis. He runs outside the numbers, gets inside the 10. And he's brought down there after another Dowling Catholic first down. So Maroons didn't need much. They got it. And it's first and goal Maroons right at the 10 here, Matt. You see these short runs, these runs to the short side of the field. And 
they're going too wide. Dowling sets up in a too wide set to the left, and, and Ankeny is going matched up out there. They're man-to-man out there, which puts nine guys on the other side. So it leaves Verdante. He's counting heads on either side of the hash right now, and they're going to pick the side of the ball that they're weakest on. Right now, Ankeny's only got three guys on the right side of the ball. Dowling and so the, you yep. think it's, they're going to go that way? Dowling in the Bozen of Forest red zone. Back to throw. Cataldo fires in the end zone. Got a man open, but he overthrew him incomplete towards the uh, near pylon. Intended receiver was Hank Brown, and that has been Dante Cataldo's favorite receiver uh, this season thus far. Hank Brown with uh, six catches for 68 yards, but yet to get a receiving touchdown. And, of course, Dowling in the Bozen of Flores red zone. Say more with Bozen online at bozen.com. 515-244-ROSE. That's 515-244-7673. Bozen makes the moment mean more. We'll bring up second and goal Dowling after the incomplete pass. Matt, this will be the 10th play of the drive that started at the 20-yard line. And Nolan Dalton there in coverage, and he's 6'2", and he had a big frame to drop that ball over to get to Hank Brown. He had nice coverage there. Three receivers left. Cataldo fakes the pass. The ball is tipped to the line of scrimmage and incomplete. Deflected and incomplete as the ball was tipped to the line of scrimmage, and the Dowling receiver that time getting up slow. Trey Wilson. It's Trey Wilson, and he's battling that hamstring injury anyway. I think it's his shoulder. It looks like either maybe a stinger on his shoulder. Hard hard to say. Third and goal, Dowling on the Ankeny 10, and we've got an injured Ankeny player. So the Hawks have had two players go down here in this first quarter, and uh, both teams going to the sidelines. Do we want to keep it, or do we know? Give him a little water here. I think this is going to be. We'll keep it here, yep. Matt, and want to thank our friends here at CISN. Of course, uh, they'll be running their spots throughout the game on the screen and uh, support them. And, of course, Iowa Catholic Radio, our thanks to Klein Electric, Skeffin's Formal Wear, and the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser. And don't forget, you sign up for that Dowling Club. We've had a lot That's of right. response from that. We had response. We had response from the Dowling Club. And something about uniform protocol, but we got more response from the Dowling Club, I think. It's, it's, we're running it back and a, forth. Mark, it was a quiet week about that. And I don't know. You just keep, keep well, digging. I, I'm just comparing a couple oh, things. Okay. Dowling Club memberships. Dowling Club. Focus on Ryan Boat. Find him and was, uh, get some get some Dowling Club. Buy some. Buy some. <laughs> your, your, your membership to <laughs> the Dowling Club provides admission to all home athletic events for the entire school year at Dowling. That's very nice. Join the Dowling Club today by visiting dowlingcatholic.org slash athletics, and you can log on and sign up right now. We want to thank Ryan Vogt. He was our first halftime guest for the first game of the year out of the advancement office, and thanks to all he does for that. And they're tending to the Ankeny player injured right about the 15-yard line, and we'll try to get a number on him. Yeah, he's been covered up. I couldn't tell either which one it is. Trey Wilson looks like he's going to be all right. He's walking it off on the sideline. I think it just ended up being a stinger in the shoulder. As that ball in that last play did get tipped and uh, and um, into his into close to him. Well, I think got tipped and it got slapped to the ground yeah. because of the threw, thrown behind uh, Trey Wilson. Sam Z is who we believe is the injured uh, Ankeny Hawks. Z a six foot senior linebacker, and he's listed as a Sam linebacker wearing number forty four. That's what uh, we th- who we think it is, and their training staff for Ankeny out there attending to him. And, of course, uh, had a conversation earlier in the week with head coach Jeff Bauer. He's talked about his coaching staff. Brady Waltz is the offensive coordinator. And Todd McGackie, who used to be with uh, 
Mitch Moore's staff at Des Moines Roosevelt went with him to Iowa City, City High. He is back, and now the defensive coordinator at Ankeny. And his son, Brody McGackey, is the defensive back coach. But uh, Brady Walsh, the offensive coordinator for Coach Bauer. Bren Furkin, the quarterback coach at Ankeny. And Furkin, remember him playing for Grandview and Waukee. And looks like the... Yeah, Ben Zee he must have got his helmet slipped or something. And got a, you know, sometimes you'll get that when you get hit in the helmet. It might slip a little bit when it gets sweaty and whatnot. And if it... He got a cut or something like that. That's just kind of what it looks like. He got his head bandaged up, and well, the young man looks like he's going to be okay just yeah, walking him off. They're taking right to the yeah. locker room, which was in the north end zone, and now we're ready to play. So it'll be third and goal, Dowling. Ball in the Ankeny 10. This will be the 11th play in the Dowling drive. Started back at the 20-yard line. Maroons with three receivers left. Back to throws Cotalo. Sets up, fires in the end zone, puts it up, and it is out of bounds, incomplete as the intended receiver went up for it but uh, couldn't grab it, and that was Hank Brown again. It'll bring up fourth and goal for the Maroons, and Ankeny holds, and Dowling attempting the field goal as they send on the field goal unit. Get Hank getting up a little bit slow there and get him to walk it off a little bit as he ended up giving all he had to try and get that, bring that ball in. I think he uh, may have landed wrong, but nonetheless, Dowling will attempt the field goal. This will be Andrew Schumacher. He'll place the ball down at the 17, so it'll be a 27-yard field goal attempt from the right hash to the north end zone here. Dowling going right to left. Jepson on the hold. Ball's down, kick up, and it is good. So Dowling strikes first. They lead 3 to nothing on a 10-play, 80-yard drive, and they settle for a field goal. We'll take a one-minute break and return to Valley Stadium. Dowling Catholic 3, Ankeny nothing here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adele, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Mondays at 9 AM, Man Up with Joe Stopulis on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. From Sailorville to Stewart and everywhere at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ. Back here at uh, Valley Stadium, and a beautiful kickoff by Schumacher. It dies right at the one-yard line, and the Hawks let it go. Caden Hankus didn't return it, picked it up, and got out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. So excellent job by the Dowling special teams there, Matt. It was, and you know, I thought of that in the first kickoff. You saw it bounce between the two Dowling receivers and then skip into the end zone without anybody covering it. You know, fortunately for Ankeny, the kid was head up enough that he picks up the ball because that ball did just dive like a knuckleball like you'd want a punt to do right there inside the one. So Dowling goes 12 plays, 80 yards, capped off by a 27-yard field goal by Schumacher. 6.25 remaining here in the first quarter. The Hawks now with a first down from their own 11-yard line. They give it right up the gut to their tailback, Daniel Laramie, 5'8", 170-pound sophomore, and he picks up pretty good yardage. 
Just across the 15 up near the, uh, we'll call it the 18-yard line for a gain of seven. Back to throw is quarterback uh, Anderson. Little swing pass to the right. It is caught and hit and dropped at the 20-yard line for a gain of two is the Hawk receiver that time. And that being number Little, yeah, a little quick screen out there. And they went trips left and went to the two receiver side, get a block on Jake Kruger, and then you get Matt Hanton come up to help make the stop there. But they, Hank is on the catch for the on the screen for Ankeny. So the Hawks now will give it to their tailback. Laramie tries to get outside, and I'll hit and drop right about the 22-yard line. Just enough for a first down, it looks like, as – they did string it out, and he was able to squeeze just enough of it to get the first down. Jake Kruger on the stop as Laramie ran to the edge and just enough for a first down. Yeah, Laramie with a two-yard run. First and ten Hawks at their own 22-yard line. Dowling three, Ankeny nothing here in the first quarter. Handoff once again to Laramie. They worked the right side of their offensive line to the Hawks, and he uh, goes over right guard, cuts up field, and they're, they're attacking the A-gap right up the middle as well there, and, and again, that time it was Dylan Manning and Jake Kruger come from the secondary to make the stop, and that's not what you want. You get these linebackers got to start making the stops. Gain of five. Laramie again gets the handoff, and he's uh, bounced around. He's got the first down. He crossed the 35 up near the 37-yard line. They found they and, found something and, up the middle. And right they're going there. no huddle here. Yeah. So Laramie with a 10-yard run, first down Hawks. Ankeny started at their own 11. Now handoff Laramie again, a little play action this time. Gets across the 40 up to the 41, gain of four. So he's picking up good good chunks. And this is uh, Daniel Laramie, 5'8", 170-pound sophomore. He and Hankus, number five, are the two tailbacks. But Hankus caught a little swing pass on the second play. Yeah, they're going to continue to go no huddle. This time, Laramie runs out to the edge and is part of the twins set out here on the right side of the field, near side if you're watching on the TV. Hankity going left to right, north to south here. We're in their... Road white uniforms, gold pants, and now the quarterback will keep it, Luke Anderson, and he's run down as he crosses the 45 and just gets across the 45 for a gain of four. Gain of four, Matt Hanton out there to, to take him down as he did a really good job, Luke Anderson did, hiding behind that line and squeezing out to the short side of the field right there and, and picking up a decent gain on second down. Third and two, Ankeny, ball on the 46-yard line of the Hawks. Ankeny with two receivers right, two to the left. Here's the snap. Anderson back to throw, fires near side, passing complete as he was looking for Evan Erlmeyer, the 5'8", 140-pound junior, wearing number two. And it's incomplete. It'll be fourth and two Ankeny in decision time for uh, head coach Jeff Bauer in his first year at Ankeny. Early in the ball game, you, you think he's going to punt here as they you keep Dowling back. You held, him, you held Dowling to a field goal, so you want to make sure you don't give him the ball at midfield. Dowling brought an extra guy right there and got some, got some pressure on um, Anderson, and Anderson threw before the receivers were ready in that curl pattern. Harrington will punt. He averages just over 40 yards a kick on five kicks this year, high end over end kick, and Wilson will let it go, and it'll roll towards the end zone, towards the end line, and it's going to be down at the one-yard line, I believe, and that's where Dowling will take over first and ten. Beautiful punt. Of 54 yards, no return, and it'll be Dowling ball first and 10 from their own one. Boy, that ball just died right there on the one. You can see, you know, Trey Wilson kind of fakes the fair catch, and that ball just died. It hit and, and rolled. And in high school, you know, where you first touch it, that's where it's down. You, you see him slide into the end line. That doesn't make any difference at this level. So, ball's at the one here. Dowling's got to go 99. 
53-yard punt officially for Ankeny. Dowling with the first down at their own one. Dowling leads it 3 to nothing with 3.33 remaining. First quarter here at Valley Stadium. Dowling going right to left into a slight wind of 5 to 10 miles an hour out of the north-northeast. Now Cataldo uh, had no one to hand off to. It looked like a busted play, and he got up to the two-yard line for a gain of one. So well, Dante did like the read option to yeah. the right, and no one was there. You know, I think him and Rashad got messed up there, and Dante opened up one way, and Rashad was going the other direction. And so then Dante didn't have anybody. You see it on the replay if you're watching online, and then he didn't have anybody to do it. And, and fortunately, he's quick enough. He still gets in there and gets a yard. One thing you notice on that on that formation there, they were singled on, uh, on I think it was Horace, on that top side of that. Last time they did that, Horace came up with a 35-yard reception on the Maroons' first possession. Now back to throw as Cataldo fires out. He's throwing it for Horace, and it's caught at the 30. Outside that's Hank the, Brown. Down the sideline. Hank line. Brown. And that's Hank Brown who's back in at the 20-10-5. Touchdown. Is there laundry on the no. field? I'm going to say, Mark, that that might be a school record. It could be. Well, that's 98 yards. Or are they going to say he stepped out of bounds? That's what I thought. It, oh, yeah. He, oh. They... Hank Brown, who's back in. Remember, he <laughs> he was shaken up in the end zone yeah. after uh, the last series. Yeah. And they're going to spot him yeah, down at the shoot. 40. All right, so a 38-yard reception. Well, that was 60-yard difference there. <laughs> I was going to say. School record. No huh? doubt that would have been a school record. You go 98 yards and 38 just yard. one toe out of bounds. And so, uh, but, again, they were singled up. They took the shot. They saw it on the first play. And so, um you were saying Coach it was Wilson. Horace that was. Uh, well, he was, and then Horace came off the field. Here's a handoff for Shad Davis, left side, now cuts across the field and puts his head down near first down. He'll be spotted down at the 48, gain of eight. It'll be second down two. Rashad Davis up against the Dowling offensive line. Kyle Rockers, Joe Freilak, the left tackle and left guard. Center is Max Shelton. Nate Agos, the right guard, and Isaiah Seymour, the right tackle. Tight end Will Leifker and Charlie Darnell, Darnell are the tight ends. Pistol formation now for the Maroons. Dowling's going to give a little bit of Ankeny's medicine back to him with a quick snap. Back to throw as Cataldo fires it out, and that pass is caught. Curtis Horace, he may go inside the five. Touchdown, Dowling. Horace from 52 yards, and that time they faked it to Dante, Dante Cataldo, faked it to Rashad Davis, and Horace was open, and he was yeah. two yards behind the defensive back for Ankeny. Touchdown, Dowling. The Maroons lead it 9 nothing. Great read by Cataldo as, he, as you watch the replay. Fakes it. His eyes are downfield. He sees it open up, and and uh, Horace just goes down there. Horace goes down there and just wide open. Dante last week missed a couple of those. That one he put on the money, and that was a direct shot. Great pass. Six points. Schumacher in for the extra point. The hold by Jepson, and the snap by Wyatt Jones, and the extra point is good. It's 10-0 Dowling, and we'll take a one-minute break. With 2.04 to go, first quarter, Dowling 10 Ankeny Nothing here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education. And we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 
515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Frank Kaler from St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Valley Stadium to kick off by Dowling, fielded by Ankeny at the five-yard line. And on the return, the Hawks get it up with Kinnick Voss on the return up to the 17-yard line. It'll be first and 10 Hawks from there as Dowling leads at 10-0. The Maroons go four plays, 99 yards, capped off by a Curtis Horace, 52-yard touchdown pass from Dante Cataldo. Dowling 10-0, Matt uh, Mainring. Great, great drive. That was Jackson Miller there for the Maroons on the stop on the kickoff and uh, puts Ankeny behind the 20-yard line, inside the 20, so they got a long ways to go. Great drive by the Maroons. You know, Ankeny's intent is going to bring that blitz, and when you do, you gamble. And Dowling beat him at the gamble on that last drive. All right, the quarterback is Luke Anderson for Ankeny. The Hawks go left to right on your screen, and in front of us, a little swing pass to the right. It's caught by Daniel Laramie. Laramie with the, is a tailback. He was the receiver. Uh, that was flanked out to the right, and he gets it up to about the 19-yard line, gain of two. Uh, early score, Southeast Polk, number one-ranked Southeast Polk, leading Cedar Rapids Prairie 7-0. Prairie comes in tied for third in the Associated Press Poll. Both teams undefeated, and Rams up early in the first quarter, 7-0. We'll keep you uh, updated on those scores. Of course, that's another CISN game tonight, along with Cedar Falls at Ankeny Centennial. And, of course, here Dowling leading Ankeny 10-0, all on CISN. But this one only on Iowa Catholic Radio. That time it was Carter Smith on the stop as they got that A-gap run stopped right there. Carter Smith just swallowed it up and, and uh, got Laramie at the line of scrimmage. So it creates a third and long situation here. And Dowling really adjusted there, Matt. They get the ball to the 21-yard line, gain it two. And as you mentioned, now it's third and six. And Anderson back to throw, fires it over the middle. And a pass is nearly stolen away, or rather picked off, incomplete. Knocked away by the Dowling linebacker. And that was Aiden Ducharme, Ducham, the uh, junior, transferred in for Des Moines Christian on the nearly interception. How about he that? He makes a great read running across the middle. That was a, a, a drag route. And, uh, you know, I thought Anderson had him. And all of a sudden, Ducharme comes out with an arm and knocks that thing down. Great technique. Gets the stop, creates the punting situation. And stayed stride for stride with yeah, that receiver did. doing that crossing route. All right, it's fourth and six, Ankeny. And they will punt it away. And here is a high short kick. It's going to bounce inside the 50 on the Ankeny side. Fair catch signal for it, a penalty flag down on the Dowling side. So the Maroons fair catch it at the 49 of Ankeny. Let's see what this is all about with the penalty flag. Flag with, way on the other side of the field. And... Our officials tonight, who we haven't mentioned because they haven't, we haven't had a penalty. This no. might be the first one. Our referee is Chris Garris. Umpire is Zach Burt. Tom Behrens is a head linesman. Mitch Stolwell is a line judge. Heather Monroe, a field judge. Keith Wohler is a side judge. And the back judge is Sean Behrens. And we'll see if we got a referee's mic. We'll try to pick it up, folks. A 10-yard holding penalty assessed against Dowling, so that'll back the Maroons up 10 yards. That'll be from the spot of the foul, not where the ball is at, which was the Ankeny 49. And they're going to spot it at the Dowling 41. So Maroons will have a first down there. 
with 48 seconds to play here in the first quarter, Matt. Now you want to see the rhythm. You know, they went a little bit more tempo on that last drive, and you're going to, I imagine you're going to see that again here as that offense and Dante Cataldo started to lead them down the field. All right, Middleton goes in motion, and then he stops over the right tackle area. Now the fake by Cataldo to uh, Rashad Davis, and he's wrapped up and spun around at about the 44-yard line. They'll give him three yards. It'll bring up second down and seven. Uh, the carry by Cataldo. That was Angelo Warno, uh, the will linebacker there for the Hawks as he comes through the 5'8", 160-pound senior and got Cataldo. Cataldo was kind of dancing back there looking for a space to run, found it, but uh, uh, Warno filled it up. Dowling comes in averaging 26 points on offense, giving up 10.5 points on defense. The Ankeny Hawks, 1-1 one one on the year. They average 30 points on offense, give up 48 points on defense. Dowling is not going to snap the ball as we're going to come to the end of the first quarter as we simulcast tonight with Central Iowa Sports Network and Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale, Matt Mangring, John Cheidel, get well. We'll see you next week. Into the first quarter, it's Dowling 10, Ankeny nothing here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Tuesday, September 19th at the Tea Room in downtown Des Moines, the Basilica Knights of Columbus invite all men to attend CORE, an evening of fellowship that aims to form and strengthen Catholic men in faith and virtue as missionary disciples. National Speaker Jessica Navin, the Spiritual Formation Manager for Focus, will provide a look at the interior life of lay Catholics, including principles of spiritual warfare for husbands and fathers. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. A message brought to you by the Basilica Knights of Columbus and the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Join the Iowa Catholic Radio family for the celebration of Holy Mass at our Chapel of St. Gabriel the Archangel on the first Friday of every month at 1130 a.m. The chapel is located at our network studios, 1355 50th Street, Suite 500 in West Des Moines. And we're back here at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, just about ready to start the second quarter. Mark Amadale alongside Matt Maindring tonight. Of course, at halftime, we will have statistics from uh, the Dowling coaching staff, Jared Seifert and company. They've been providing our halftime statistics for quite a few years. We appreciate Jared. He's part of the Dowling coaching staff and one of your math teachers, Matt. He's a great one and uh, baseball assistant, baseball coach, man of many hats and uh, He's a, he's a vital part of our faculty as well. So look forward to that. And of course, uh, just waiting for the second quarter to start, and it has. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis, first down Dowling from their own 44-yard line. Check that, with second and seven Dowling from the 44, and Davis gets up to the 49, so he'll gain five, and it'll bring up third and two for the Maroons on the very first play of the second quarter. Dowling going left to right. Dowling in their home maroon uniforms for the first time this year. White pants, white numbers, and white helmets with the maroon D for the decal. And, of course, the Ankeny Hawks, they're visiting white uniforms with gold pants and maroon numbers and the Ankeny Hawk maroons decal on their helmets. Tristan Hill on the stop for the Hawks there as Dowling gets set to snap the ball. From their own 49, the give is to Rashad Davis. Has a hole, spins out of a tackle, and brought down. For the first down at the Ankeny 46-yard line for a gain of five that time by Rashad. Nice move. He went over right guard and uh, initially was one-on-one with the linebacker, tried to spin out of it, but
but the linebacker held on that time for the Hawks. Yeah, Angelo Warno again, and he was blitzing off the left edge, and you know, as we were talking about earlier, sometimes you run right at that blitz, and, and he did run right at Warno. He was able to get the first down, but Warno was able to hang on and get the stop with some help. So now a timeout called by Dowling. So we will take one, two, with 10.48 to go, first or second quarter, 10 to nothing. Dowling over Ankeny here from Valley Stadium on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. The only two Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is uh, provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. You know, in business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Valley Stadium on the First down play for the Maroons. Uh, Dowling picking up a first down as they go all the way down near the 30-yard line. Matt, recap that. Well, they're going to be a flag on the backside of this play, and I don't know if it was a blocking downfield. You know, sometimes those offensive linemen just continue their blocks all the way through. But Rashad Davis went over the right side right there and was able to knock it down, and uh, they were able to create a crease for him, and he got through. I think Rockers is saying that's on him. So a 16-yard run by Rashad is going to be negated via the penalty. Took it all the way down to the Ankeny 30, and it'll be moved back to the 46-yard line. So a big penalty that time as far as yardage. Dowling had a first down at the 30. Now it'll bring up first and... We're just going to do it again. First down from the 46-yard line, but a little bit more holding on the Maroons. Now Cataldo with three receivers left. He's got Jake Scow at the bottom of your screen. Number 14 was in motion, then stopped. Back to throw, looking left is Cataldo. Fires it out. Pass caught by Hank Brown. Outside the numbers and out of bounds. Inside the 35, down to the 34-yard line. And a pickup of 12 yards and a Dowling first down. And now we're seeing some of that. What you know, Hank Brown has been kind of quiet the first two weeks. And if you watch this play right now, the replay, you really get to see how much he could accelerate. He caught this ball and then just accelerates to the edge. Gets in between the numbers and the sidelines, able to get another five yards out of it. And uh, yards after the catch for him were outstanding on that play. They officially mark it a gain of 11. First down Dowling at the 35 of Ankeny. And now here's Cataldo on the read option. Gives it to Rashad Davis and avoids one tackle and gets out of that down to the 32-yard line for a pickup of three to bring up second down and seven. He caught a... He- Kicked one heel at the line of scrimmage there and got hung up just a little bit. Otherwise, he might have been able to get outside and get a little further there. But, again, Rashad shows such patience behind that line. And, you know, when you get in behind that line right there, of Isaiah Seymour at 305, Agos at 225, and Shelton at 220 at center, that, that right side, it's big. All right, Davis in the backfield. One receiver on each side of the formation, tight end on the right, and a Cataldo will keep the football inside the 25, still on his feet, and finally downed at the 
24-yard line, and he'll pick up eight yards. Eight yards. First down, man. Eight yards of the first down, and there was Ian Middleton. Came back and got a block, a kickout block, that sprung Cataldo on that left side right on the hash, and that allowed Dante. You'll see it here on the replay. You watch right there, Ian Middleton picked up the block and, and allowed Cataldo to get up the middle. Cataldo was reading uh, the end on that, whether to give it to Rashad or to keep it in that time. They bid on Rashad, and now Rashad will be in the backfield to the left of Dante Cataldo. First and 10, Dowling from the 25. Back to throw Cataldo. Firing towards the end zone. He's got a man over, open, over the shoulder. Catch down to the two-yard line. Beautiful reception that time by Dowling Catholic. Curtis Horace again, and and a great catch. And Dante put that where only Curtis could get it. You know, so that that ball is thrown right at between the numbers and the and the and the boundary, and Horace gets it, almost kicked the pylon. But that ball, that was a great catch. 22-yard catch by Curtis Horace. Horace from uh, Colfax moved in. And made the reception, first and goal, Dowling from the two, handoff Rashad Davis, and he leaps over, puts the ball in front of him, touchdown Dowling from two yards out, and the Maroons now increase their lead to 16 to nothing over Ankeny with 8.59 remaining second quarter. we got a couple flags here at the end of the play, a little extracurricular after the play, but uh, Rashad goes in there, nudges that ball across the end line, and uh, gets the points. The, you know that, that right side of the line, again, just blowing things up, and and then you got Rockers and, and Freilich on the other side. So let's see here how they – this is after the play. So nine play, 51 yards on the Dowling touchdown drive. And officials still visiting. We'll try to pick it up here on the mic. So personal foul on Ankeny. Touchdown Dowling as our – Official tonight. So I believe Chris they have Gurris. Do they have the option, Mark, to take on the kickoff on that? Then I believe that's what they're talking to uh, Coach Wilson about. You know, and then you know you decide whether you want to go for two. You get half the distance. They're going to take the half the distance. They're going to go for two. They're going to go for two. Yeah, they don't have the kicking team in, so Dowling leads at sixteen to nothing, and they are going to go for two with eight fifty nine to go here in. The second quarter. Two receivers left. They give it to Rashad Davis, and he goes in for the two-point conversion. First one of the year for Dowling. Maroons lead it 18 to nothing. With just under nine minutes to play here in the second quarter, we'll take a one-minute break. Along with Matt Mandring, I'm Mark Amadil, and you're listening and watching Dowling Catholic football here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Our score, Dowling 18, Ankeny nothing. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Terry Sinclair from the Basilica of St. John. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Hey, welcome back to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines. Beautiful night for week three of the high school football season. Here's the kickoff by Dowling Catholic and uh, Andrew Schumacher boots into the end zone. There'll be no return. Hawks will have it first and ten from their own 20-yard line. Ankeny trailing by the score of 18 to nothing with uh, 8.59 remaining here in the second quarter. Dowling going nine plays, 51 yards, capped off by a Rashad Davis two-yard run. And Rashad Davis on the two-point conversion after the penalty by Ankeny. Dowling goes for two, and they lead it 18 to nothing. And, of course, the big play during that drive was uh, the pass to Horace, who uh, made a nice catch for 22 yards and put the Maroons in the red zone, the Bows in the Flores red zone. And on first down, Anderson back to throw the ball, tipped away at the last minute, incomplete. And I think that might be the same young man who did it earlier for Dowling. We'll have to see. But he I, got his big paw in there. I think Matt. that was Scigliano this time. I think it was Lucas Scigliano. You, you're right, and we're going to see the replay yeah, here on IS, uh, CISN. He, you know, they gets flushed out. There's pressure by Manning, and you see Scigliano just get a fingertip on it, you know, before um, Akers could get a hand on the ball. All right, Anderson, handoff goes to the tailback, and they've kind of gotten away from that play. Daniel Laramie has not had the ball much no. here in this uh, since early in the first quarter. And he gets a handoff there, gets it up to the 23-yard line, gain of three. It'll be third and eight, or second, third and seven for the Hawks. You know, one of the downsides of going tempo like this is if you keep getting three and outs, that just puts more clock, leaves more clock for the Maroons. And, and has your defense out there much longer. Yeah. That's what the Hawks are finding out. Back to throw it, Anderson. Being pressured, he's going to be sacked, sacked inside the 15-yard line. The Maroons get to him there, Matt, and we'll watch it on the replay. Isaac Beaver uh, went through the line and hardly got touched, and uh, he got back there, and Anderson had no time to get through. And you can see Beaver fight off one tackle, and then it's just a race to the quarterback, and there is no time there for him to get there. Isaac and his twin brother, Mason. Mason wears 92, Isaac 97, and... One gets the sack. The other one's going to get another one. And I'm think. telling you, they can switch jerseys, and you wouldn't know the difference. I'll take <laughs> your word for it. <laughs> All right. Great young men. And can he force the punt? Ryan Harrington in from his five-yard line. Low line drive kick, and it's fielded by Dowling, and that's Trey Wilson trying to. No, I don't uh, think it's Trey. No, it is not. As he skips a tackle, oh. breaks a tackle, but he's going the wrong way across back yeah. to the 40-yard line up to the 41, and that's where Dowling will have it. That is not the way to run the punt return. And no. uh, that is not Trey Wilson. You're right. Trey went out. I think that's Kerner. Shake, shaken up. And, uh, is that Kerner or is it? It is Kerner, number eight. It is eight. Kerner, yeah. So it'll be Dowling football with 7.53 to go here in the second quarter. First down Maroons from their own 41-yard line. But the laundry came out and, and you know, penalty you, flags. And penalty flags. And so it's going to probably be moved back a little bit. You've got to assume a holding. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Dental Associates. Of course, we're simulcasting tonight with our friends from CISN. And the penalty against Dowling will move him back to the Maroon 41-yard line. So, or rather, 31-yard line. This is the second drive. Dowling's going to start tonight uh, having to move further back than where the ball was. And I don't know, Mark, <laughs> if you could tell, but how much time came off the clock on that drive by Ankeny? Not very much. And A minute and... Six seconds. Yeah, it, it can start to run backwards in a hurry here. And Dowling's just going to keep their ga- the foot on the gas here as they start to move the ball again. All right, Maroons with one back in the backfield. That's Rashad Davis. Cataldo remains a quarterback. He has a receiver on each side of the line of scrimmage. Two tight ends to the right. 
Rashad Davis handoff, and he's hit and dropped. Nice job of penetration that time by the Ankeny defense as they got right in on Rashad, and he may have gotten a yard the hard way. He did, and, and uh, that was big number 95, Andrew Hazy, the 6'2", 210-pound junior, flew through the line of scrimmage right there, and they overloaded the right side of the line, uh, the left side of Dowling's line over Rockers and Fralick, and, and brought more guys in and could block them. Well, that's a one-yard loss. It'll bring up second and 11 as Rashad loses a yard. This time the Maroons with three receivers to the right, one back in the backfield. Hawks showing blitz, and they give it to Rashad Davis, waits for his uh, blockers, gets across the 35 and up to the 36-yard line, so he'll gain six. It'll bring up third and five Dowling. Again, there you see the patience of Rashad Davis. Maybe almost too much patience there because it looked like he had a crease right when he got the ball. I think if you ask the coaching staff, they'd rather have him be a little patient right there and, and wait. And because uh, there was some openings there, and he just keeps keeps those legs churning. Rockers, Freilak, Shelton, Egos, Seymour, the offensive line for Dowling. Of course, the tight end, Will Leifker. Charlie Darnell is the other tight end. Here's a snap on third and five. Back to throw Cataldo. Avoids pressure, rolls to his left. Well, now we'll keep it around the 40, and he's right at the first down marker, and it depends on where they spot him out. He should be enough for a first down. Let's they, see where the spot's say at. Just a yard short, it looks like they're going to give him stepping out of bounds. And, you know, with an 18-0 lead, ball in your own territory with one yard to go, I think they might go for it. You know, 18-0, you got 6.30 on the clock, and uh, a comp. A lot of confidence in an offensive line. Well, we're going to find out here. The Maroons with two tight ends, maybe three. Cataldo out of the shotgun with Rashad Davis behind him to his right. Two receivers to the right. Now check with me for the Dowling offense. They look up and look to the sidelines. One of those guys there is live. The other one is Memorex, Matt, just so yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Davis. They run the right side. Cuts it up. Phil, he's got the first down. He gets near the 44-yard line. Picks up four. Needed one. First Boy, down, Dowling. That is not Davis. That is Zach Schmid. So Zach Schmid. Well, has hats got a off couple, to him. Yeah, got a couple carries here. As uh, I thought it was him in the last carry too. Is that was not Zach Schmid? Nice run. Leaps over one runner and uh, gets first down. Now the thing about Zach, now you can put him out and pass. So this is five wide. Leave him in. Well, there's no receiver, no running back. It's Cataldo out of the shotgun by himself. Five receivers set, three to the left. Back to throw. Cataldo fires it to the left. It is caught. With the football is Hank Brown running backwards. Now it comes near side. Penalty flags down, and so goes Brown. He'll be shy of the first down, and this may be coming back because anytime you do that, somebody's going to be clawing on someone else and a little yeah. bit of holding going on. Well, they, they give, they're they giving this a blindside block. They're saying, they're, you know, or that. Kerner, Kerner <laughs> yeah, when you change directions like that, and Hank was running all the way across the field, Kerner just gets ear holes a guy without him being able to, it's one of those plays they've kind of added over the last several years for the safety of the players. So it'll move to the back, and we're going to see the replay here on CISN here, Matt. But yeah. uh, it'll move Dowling back and the pushing back. Go ahead. Yeah, and you see Hank Brown come all the way across. You're going to see Kerner come here and just and get a kid who didn't have a good angle on it. And all three officials, you know, that's the first thing they're looking for when you get that change in direction. And so uh, now you have a first and a bunch. First and 20, they say, on the scoreboard. Dowling back at their own 34-yard line. They have to get to the 46 of Dowling, for a, or for, of, rather, of Ankeny for a first down. Here's Cataldo back to throw. Fires it downfield, and he overthrew everybody. Intended receiver that time was uh, well defended as the pass is incomplete. Kerner, I think, was out there. 
And it'll bring up second and 20. Kind of threw in coverage right there, and they had a miscommunication. I don't know if they expected Kerner to keep running. You know, Kerner stopped that route short, and uh, Dante threw it like he was going to continue down the edge. You know, one thing we haven't heard that I think is going to have an impact as the season goes on is Will Lifker at tight end, and see if he can make a play here. Well, notice Dowling has uh, two tight end. well, two uh, – a tight end and a fullback to the left. One of them's Middleton on the left of the formation. One receiver on each side of the formation. Cataldo with one back in the backfield. And that is a handoff and running with the football. And that is not that is Zach Smith Zach on the carry Smith. as Rashad Davis still on the bench. And he gets a first down all the way down to the 41-yard line of Ankeny. Zach Smith, nice explosive run there for that young man. As, uh, as um, And a good block again by Ian Middleton. Even though he didn't get his shoulder pad into the kid, he made the Ankeny kid go outside of Ian. And uh, Ian has, been proved, has proved himself as a blocker. He earns his spot on the field. First and 10, Dowling at the Hawk 41. Dowling, 18. Ankeny nothing here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN as we simulcast tonight. Five minutes remaining here in the first half. Reminder at halftime, we'll talk Catholic Football League. Andy Jepson is our guest. He'll be, uh, we'll be on camera with him. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis, who's back in there, but they're going to blow this play dead before it got started. Looks like they're going to call a false start movement on the Maroons. And move them back five yards. So they're move. making they're making this drive longer than it needs to be. The Maroons. Well, remember, it started with the ten yard penalty. <laughs> it was at the forty one and moved back to the thirty one of Dowling, and they've kind of been going back and forth across yeah. the fifty. And I know you football coaches just love that. Statistically, yeah. that's got to be a nightmare. It is. You know, you, <laughs> they've already rushed for about sixty yards on this drive, and they've only advanced it about thirty. <laughs> Right, it'll be first and 15 for the Maroons back at their own, back at the Hawk 46-yard line. Cataldo at quarterback, three receivers left. They give it to the tailback, and that's Rashad Davis. He is uh, put down at the original line of scrimmage, which is the 40-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and 10. Here's one of those things, you know, if you watch this play on the replay, if they do run this thing, Davis runs to the right side. But I want you to watch the top, top of the screen and watch Rockers just continued to the end of the play blocking and that's the thing if you if you watch these maroons offensive line it's a little bit of jim williams carrying through Mm -hmm. you know it's just continued to the back side of the whistle and that offensive line does it continually all right kerner split out wide to left in motion for dowling is hank brown number six cataldo now with a long count second and nine dowling from the hawk 40 they give it to rashad davis makes a move cuts inside near sideline 30 and stays in bounds and finally run out of bounds at around the 20 Eight-yard line. That's a pickup of 12 and a Dowling first down. Nice job by Rashad. Followed his blockers. Then he cut it towards the sideline. He did. And that time it was Isaiah Seymour with the block coming back. You watch big number 79 in the end here. It's a seal down. He kind of misses the kid. The kid dives outside. And then Ian Middleton up in the middle. And then springs Rashad Davis to the edge. And then just let that young man run. All right. The Maroons will run with two tight ends and a receiver on each side of the formation. Catalbo out of the shotgun. And the give is to Rashad Davis. Over center, now cuts it left side, and he bowls his way down inside the 25, maybe the 24 for a gain of four. You see a couple fresh bodies running on for Ankeny, and this is where that Dowling offensive line starts to wear you down. The defense has been on the field almost this entire second quarter, 
and uh, they're just starting to wear him down right now, and, and Dowling is just continuing to run the football in between the hashes. Well, this is the 11th play of the Dowling drive, minus three penalties. <laughs> so Maroons have been out there quite a while. They've had the ball four minutes here, so that Ankeny defense has been out there quite a while. It's second and six Dowling from the 24 of Ankeny. Here's a snap, handoff Rashad Davis left side, cuts outside the hash, and he's inside the 20, be shy of the first down, will bring up third and two for the Maroons, and inside the 20-yard line, they'll spot him down at the 19. Going just short of the first down, running over that left side, this time Cal Rockers and Joe Fralick, and uh, big number 78 and 55 on that left side of the line, and, and Davis running in behind them. Um, to the wide side of the field that time. Again, Dante's going up there, and they're counting hats. And if they get the right number on the left side and that short side of the field right now, that's the way they're going to run, and and uh, there you see him keep here. Third and one, and Cataldo fakes the handoff to Rashad Davis, keeps it around right in, and he picks up the first down down to the 15-yard line. Gain of four for the Dowling quarterback, Dante Cataldo, and will bring up first and 10 Dowling from the Hawk 15. Two minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the first half. Dowling with two timeouts remaining, Ankeny with three. The Maroons lead it 18 to nothing here on a beautiful night at Valley Stadium. Week three, 83 degrees at kickoff. North-northeast wind at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Humidity at 38%. And the Maroons are taking advantage of that wind here in this drive. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN.TV as we simulcast tonight. Handoff for Shad Davis inside the 15 and moves that pile down to the 12 to pick up three. Right side there, and, and they blitzed off that right side, but he looped out a little bit too far, and that created a seam for Davis. The linebackers reacted well, though, and didn't allow much of a run there for Rashad as, as uh, Dowling is taking their time in between plays right now, content to let that clock wind down. I think Ankeny might be thinking using a timeout here, uh, Matt. I wonder if Coach Bauer is... How long he's going to let this go? Because Dowling's going to run that play clock down. It's already under 10. Two receivers on each side of the formation. Make it three receivers right for Dowling. Empty backfield. Back to throw Cataldo. Fires over the middle. Passes dropped right at the seven-yard line. He had his man there, but unfortunately into the hands and dropped by Jake Scow. Jake Scow turns, and the ball was right on him. Great pass by Dante and just was getting ready to make the turn because he was getting hit just as he caught the football at one Jake's going to make that catch nine times out of ten. Well, this saved a timeout for the Hawks they True. were going to use. They have three remaining, minute 13 to go, third and seven Dowling. Line of scrimmage is the Ankeny Hawk 12-yard line. This will be the 14th play of the Dowling drive. That includes three Dowling penalties, which started back at the 41, which was pushed back to the 31 after the penalty on the punt. You see Smith in motion. Here's Cataldo back to throw, looking in the end zone, fires across the middle, the pass is deflected and incomplete and nearly intercepted by Ankeny as Angelo Warno, number seven, was right there, but it bring up fourth down for Dowling on the incompletion. Kerner coming off of the, off the left side there, runs the post pattern right into the middle, and the ball just a little bit behind him as he gets hit. As the ball gets there, and it would have been a you know, it would have been a great catch if he was able to come down with it. Probably still short of the first down, though. So the Schumacher comes onto the field. So a 29-yard field goal attempt by Andrew Schumacher, left to right in front of us from the right hash. The hold will be by Jack Jepson. Good snap. The ball is up high enough, long enough, and it is good. 
So Schumacher, with a 29-yard field goal, pushed the score to 21-0, Dowling, with 64 seconds remaining in the first half. A timeout on the field. We'll take one ourselves. From Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, week three of the high school football season. It's Dowling 21, Ankeny nothing on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Central Iowa Sports Network. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. Ashworthvision.com. And we're back here at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines on a beautiful night here in West Des Moines as clear skies, temperatures in the probably right around 80. Dowling leading 21 to nothing on a field goal by Andrew Schumacher from 29 yards out. And, Matt, that capped off a 16-play, 59-yard drive, which was marred by three penalties against the Maroons. Yeah, it was a, that was a long drive, time-consuming doesn't leave much on the clock here for Ankeny as they try to get some positives in this first half. Now they swing the pass over near side, caught by Hankus with the reception. Caden Hankus, number five, and he gets the ball across the 30. And when you cut back to the middle, you got to expect to be hit by Dylan Manning, and he was right there. Manning, the leading tackler for Dowling on the season. Here's a little quick pass, caught. First down, Ankeny. He moved the ball up to the 40-yard line, gain of 10. Gain of 10, just short of the first down. Uh, number, and again, Zach Smith on the stop there, along with Manning. So second down one for the Hawks, I should say, was shy of the first down. Swing pass, caught. Slot receiver, Hankus, with the reception. Again, Zach Smith on the stop, and then Ankeny's going to call a timeout with 24 seconds to go and the first down. We'll take one with him. With 24 seconds remaining in the half, Dowling leading 21-0 over Ankeny here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education. And we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Encounter Jesus and local Catholics daily. Tune in to Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of the Daily Mass from St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines, weekday mornings at 1030, or listen anytime with the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app. And we're back here at uh, Valley Stadium out of the timeout by Ankeny. Hawks launch a pass that is caught but out of bounds by the Hawks. Incomplete will bring up second down 10 Ankeny from their own 46-yard line. Ankeny with two timeouts remaining. Anderson back to throw for the Hawks. Fires it over the middle, and he overthrew everybody. Pass incomplete. Matthew Hanton may have been the nearest player to it, and that was a Dowling linebacker. Yeah, he had to throw that ball downfield long ways as he was getting hit. And uh, couldn't pick up the number. If that, I think that might have been, um, as I look at the number, Owen Pins putting the pressure on him right there. On the last play, Hanton hits the receiver out of bounds after he caught it, so, but he didn't was, which didn't allow him to come down inbounds. All right, third and 10, Ankeny from their own 46-yard line. Here's the snap. Anderson passes near side. Pass is caught by Mason Rudolph. Rather, Randolph, the junior wide receiver, and he's brought down on the Dowling 48-yard line. So, and Ankeny's going to use their final timeout, I believe, is they, or they have one left after this. I think that's Six seconds remaining. We'll keep it here. 21 nothing. Dowling with the lead over Ankeny, and they will have one more timeout. But with six seconds left, they uh, may not uh, have much time for that second timeout. We want to thank our supporters. I know, Matt, you're looking... Yeah, some scores written down. I know Southeast Polk and their uh, opening home game like Dowling, but they're opening their brand-new stadium up 21-0 right before the half. I want to thank Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skefton's Formal Wear for supporting our broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And don't forget, the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser is September 21st to the 29th. Our goal is $200,000 for operation, and your matching dollars are available. Your gift is tax-deductible. Go to iowacatholicradio.com. Matt, you got an update on some scores. Just some scores. Uh, Ankeny Centennial up on Cedar Falls, 7-0 in the first quarter. Bettendorf up on Urbandale near the half at 21-0. And I believe that's all. Valley, it's an early score. Uh, Valley Trails Johnston, 7-0. Okay. And now Ankeny with fourth and four from Dow- the Dowling 48. Anderson on play action. Rolling around now being chased. Loses the football at midfield. And there's That's three Maroons. And, and it could be. Dowling picks oh, it they're up. Gonna, they're going to say the ball. Pass oh. is incomplete. Yeah. We're that- going to. That's we're done. We're That's good. the half. Yeah, that is the half. I'd like to see that replay. Yeah, because w- was his arm going forward? Here yeah. we go. The old tuck rule. Yeah, but it's high school oriented. As uh, we'll get it up. Dylan Manning came up with the football initially. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. His arm was he flicked it forward to get rid of the ball, and what would have been an intentional grounding ends up being. So we, been, a scoop and score have been a lot more fun, Mark. Yes, it would have been. <laughs> we go to halftime with Dowling leading 21 nothing. Mark Amadale, Matt Manor will await our first half statistics from Jared Seifert down the hall here. But uh, we're going to catch up with uh, the president of the Catholic Football League, Andy Jepson. Seems like he's been doing this for like 25 years. <laughs> it's half the time I've been doing this maybe. I, I don't know, but maybe. he's up here. He got on TV the other night. His dad used to be a longtime coach at Manson Northwest Webster, and mm-hmm. that other TV 13 crew was doing live football, and they had him and his dad on, and that was an awesome feature. We'll see if he interviews as good as his dad does <laughs> with the Maroons up 21 nothing. Let's recap scoring in the first half, folks. Uh, Dowling had a pair of field goals from uh, their 
place kicker Andrew Schumacher from 27 yards and from 29 yards. In between, Curtis Horace with a 52-yard touchdown pass from Dante Cataldo and Rashad Davis with a two-yard touchdown run. And the Maroons lead at 21 nothing at halftime. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, look at they'll, this. They'll look at look this. At, look at that pair. Oh, oh, my God. Is this Hall of Fame weekend or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, I think it you might be. You got Crouch and Marcoulier, Mark who should be. The, and, the golden voice of Marcoulier. Oh, my goodness. Well, we may have to take a break because I know we're just <laughs> waiting for our, our stats, so we're going to have to postpone that. Our halftime score, folks, 21 nothing. Dowling over Ankeny alongside Matt Mandring, Mark Amadillo, if you're wondering, John Chido. Out ill tonight, watching at home on CS, CISN and maybe listening to us while he's doing that. We'll take a break, come back. We'll talk Catholic Football League with Andy Jepson, the president of the Catholic Football League, here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. We'll take a two-minute break here, dialing 21 to nothing over Ankeny at the half. The word Christian was first used by non-believers who intended to mock Christians. It meant a little Christ. The Christians, in turn, adopted the term as a badge of honor. To be a Christian means that we are called to be little Christs. For like Jesus, we are called to announce the good news, heal the sick, bring relief to the suffering and justice to the oppressed. And yet we must recall that Jesus also said his followers must take up their cross and follow me. In other words, every Christian will at some point face suffering and opposition. Through suffering, we are brought to our knees and drawn closer to God. We can also offer up our suffering as a sacrifice on behalf of others. And yet there is a still deeper understanding of suffering. For it was through the worst evil the world has ever seen and the crucifixion of the Son of God that God brought about the greatest good, the redemption of mankind. In some mysterious way, then, God uses the suffering of his people to bring about a greater good and so give him greater glory. We may not fully understand suffering in this life, but we can trust in God's goodness and say with Job, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is Greg Ewell for Faith Check. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarter at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Enhance your prayer life one song at a time. Enjoy sacred music wherever and whenever you want. Available now at iowacatholicradio.com, your Alexa device, or download the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app from Google Play or the App Store. Hey, welcome back to halftime here at Valley Stadium. Mark Amadil alongside Matt Maynard tonight, and I'm now joined by Andy Jepson, president of the Catholic Football League. Coach, thanks for joining us, and thanks for all you do for the Catholic Football League. Halftime here, Dowling leading 21-0. And, uh, Andy, as I was telling the guys, I, I wasn't kidding. I've interviewed you so long, I think you've been here <laughs> half the, the years that I've been here. Yep. How long have you been the president of the Catholic Football League? I know you were involved before that. Sure. Uh, I think this is sixth, maybe sixth season that I've been the president, but have been involved for uh, 10 or 11 years now. My goodness. Well, it is thriving. I know. A lot of, we saw all the kids run across. Yep. Only two accidents that yep. were reported yep. up here in the press box yep. uh, of the kids running over. But it starts with flag football, 
first grade through fourth grade, and then the tackle picks up fifth yeah. through a seventh grade. And now you lost the eighth graders a few years ago because yeah. they're now a part of the high school. And a shout-out to the eighth-grade coach, yeah. uh, John Chido. Home ill tonight, so we have no okay. sideline guy. Okay. Just FYI, what are you doing after uh, the yeah. game? We need, we need to get those interviews going. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so the league progressing and uh, talking yeah. about you're underway. And, uh, talk Start about tomorrow. That. Yep, we start tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, opening weekend, so okay. the, the first through fifth graders um, will go four games at a time from 8 to noon tomorrow morning on campus at Dowling. And uh, and then the following day, our sixth and seventh graders, we've got three teams of each. Uh, they'll play at various locations. I think we're hosting three sixth-grade games on Sunday, and the seventh graders are a couple of them maybe are playing over here and, and some other places. So okay. we're, we're excited to go. All the – you know, all the preparation and organization and rostering and scheduling and all that stuff that we, we, we work through in the summer, and now it's time to, you know, let the kids go have fun. And, it, and uh, unfortunately, with you on, it's, it's not registration time because that's no. already passed. Yeah. But if folks want to know more about it, dmcatholicfootball.com is yeah. the website, and you can get all the information on there. I saw the board of directors, and I'm concerned. Okay. I saw a Chido, a Hagen. And uh, a few others that I recognize the names. Oh, a Tom Wilson on there. Yeah. Is, is there any truth yeah. to that? And yeah. your name's on there, of course. Those those guys are uh, <laughs> those guys predate me. So all of all those guys you mentioned <laughs> predate me. So uh, it's it's it, you got to have guys like that that are um, you know so dedicated to, to Dowling Catholic football and dedicated to the experience that that our kids have. Sure. Um, it, you know they they do so much from a preparation and organization standpoint and. Um, you know, they just they work just like the rest of us do to make sure that the kids have a great experience and come back next year. And there's always fundraising going on. Sure. A lot of things that you get involved with. I know in the summer there's the golf tournament yep. that uh, held at Waveland Golf Course. The Chidals are so gracious to host yep. that, and that's a big fundraiser. But also, what are you doing with the money? And there's so much that have been purposed. I'm going to let yeah. you tell our listeners and our viewers on CISN uh, what that's all about. You know, the games, the, the, we've been fortunate with with our fundraisers and with the increased registrations. We haven't had to increase the price of player registration, um, but we, you know, our, our our expenses increase every year. We've got to, you know, we've got to continue to upgrade our equipment. That's the primary expense. Um, anytime you've got more kids, that means you've got more games. That means you've got more official expenses and things like that. And so, uh, everything from our from our game uniforms to our shoulder pads, helmets, and then our our guardian caps that we that we put on every uh, every sixth and seventh grader uh, and eighth grader uh, starting four or five years ago. Uh, that's that's where the money goes, and, and uh, you know the support that we have from the Dowling community and from the uh, from the various parish the, the various uh, parishes uh, is is fantastic, and we really couldn't couldn't do what we do without all that support. And you mentioned equipment, and it's not like you can keep it for a lifetime. You don't have equipment there yeah. that when I was there back in the seventies, you have to. You know, refurb, it has yeah. to be kept up every year, and there's only a lifespan. There's an expiration date on all that. Yes, uh, particularly for the tackle kids. If, 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 we're, if, if we've got a kid that's playing tackle football, they've got to be in a helmet that's either been purchased or, or refurbished within the last three years. Shoulder pads is a little bit longer lifespan. But, uh, uh, and then the, the older stuff, uh, we can get away with putting that on the, on the kids that are, that are playing in padded flag. But uh, we've, we've got some opportunities to upgrade, particularly our shoulder pads. Uh, even for the fourth and fifth graders who aren't yet tackling, but are, are wearing uh, shoulder pads and helmets. Visit with Andy Jepson here at halftime, the president of the Catholic Football League. Mark Amadil joining you. Dowling leading 21 nothing over Ankeny in week three of the high school football season. And Coach Jepson, you, you wear many hats. You're also the offensive, well, you're, off, you're the quarterback coach at yep. Grand University. Currently ranked third in NAIA. Got a win last week. 
and you play Missouri Baptist tomorrow at noon at Williams yeah. Stadium. So yeah. you're wearing multiple hats. you got the opening of Catholic football tomorrow, yeah. and uh, you got a game at noon. A re- I mean, a college game at yeah, noon. The most important thing is they got a kid out here playing tonight. So. And, and that. Uh, yeah, know, Jack's done real well holding on yeah, field goals and extra points. Yeah, we're Hopefully we'll see a little more from Jack here as the season goes along. I'm sure you so. will. Well, let's talk about uh, back to Catholic Football League. Uh, membership is through USA Football. Yep. That is very important. Uh, I know you, you talked about the, the safety factors. We went through that here the last five years, then COVID. Yeah. But uh, talk about the membership with USA Football. I think they've done a fantastic job. You know, football has gone through kind of peaks and valleys just reputationally, right? I mean, obviously all of the – all of the concern and legitimate concern about uh, head injuries and concussions and things of that nature um, with, with it, really anybody playing the game. USA football, I, it, from my perspective, has really kind of stepped to the forefront to get everybody organized on everything from teaching techniques. Uh, you know, all of our tackle coaches have to go through a certification process where they've been um, trained, if you will, on, on uh, how to coach and teach tackling and, and how to coach and teach being tackled. Uh, everything from that all the way up through the equipment that we put on kids. USA football is very, very involved in that. And, uh, I think it's just it, it really has served to kind of unify all of us that are in the business of particularly youth football to kind of help provide some guidance and some, and some consistent direction that we can all follow to do everything we can to keep kids as safe as we can. And you have the tackle division, fifth through seventh grade, and, of course, the flag division. Yep. But in order to have all those teams, you need coaches. And yeah. you train the coaches of yeah. what the, what their needs are. And I talked to a couple of them yesterday at the eighth grade uh, game. I'm sorry, earlier this week there was an eighth grade game. And they were coaching a year ago, those eighth grade parents. Now they have the high school coaches coaching them. But yeah. that is very important of what they're coaching and how they're teaching. Yeah, it's uh, you know that that's where we have, and again, um, probably biased, but we have a huge advantage uh, based on what Coach Wilson and his staff are willing to invest in the youth program. They're uh, available to us more than available to us you know they they bring our sixth and seventh grade tackle coaches in uh, once a year for a couple hours in the summer and, and really go through the fundamentals of uh, the things that they want taught that they want the basic foundation coach so that when these kids used to be when they got to ninth grade they kind of knew what they were doing they understood the language now it's when really when they get to eighth grade uh, and, and obviously we're in very close contact with the eighth grade coaches as well who have all you know, served on the board and have coached in the CFL to try to understand, hey, where, you know, where can we do better in preparation for those kids when they get to eighth grade? DMCatholicFootball.com is the website that you can get a hold and in touch with anybody on there. Phone numbers are listed if you want to learn more about the Catholic Football uh, League. That's uh, a great organization. Now, let's talk numbers. And, yeah. I, you know, a year ago, numbers kept increasing, and participation in football is still the highest participated sport, sport here in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. How are they doing as far as the Catholic Football we, League here we, in Des Moines? We've been great. Um, you know, two years ago, we had an influx of kids, in the, in the, particularly in the flag divisions from, from Waukee. Uh, as Waukee Northwest was setting up their new, brand-new youth program, they've done a fantastic job of getting that thing built. They've got great people leading it. And so we've seen a little bit of a decrease in, in some of the Waukee kids that have come over to uh, play a couple years in our league. Um, but we're still sitting there. We had 550 kids, uh, first through seventh grade, and, um, and that's really balanced. We've got – this is the first time in a couple years, I think, that we've had three full uh, sixth-grade teams, three full seventh-grade teams. That's awesome. Um, kind of puts a little bit of a strain on finding uh, – you, you really need 15 coaches for each of those grades, but we've had great parent support, and we've got some guys that are 
um, really invested in those kids. And so um, I'm excited for them to get started this week and, and uh, you know, start to start to enjoy the fruits of their labor a little bit. Well, Andy, we can't thank you enough for, number one, taking time out tonight. Sure. All those kids, cro- I think all 500 and some kids <laughs> crossed the field. There were a lot couple of accidents, but they, yeah. they, I think it was the flag guys that, that had the problems. But thank you for all you do for Catholic Football League. And I know you want to mention the summer program where you had the fundraiser at Waveland Golf Course and the Chidos. Mention that, and then uh, we'll let you go. Yeah, we moved that to our annual uh, golf outing. It's a four-person best shot. Uh, Used to be, I think, the last Friday in July, but that now coincides with what the state has deemed dead week for all high school activity, which is an awesome time for families to be able to get out of town on that kind of that last-minute vacation before practices start up. So we've moved it. It's now the Friday after uh, the 4th of July holiday. Um, we had a great turnout again. I think we had 21 or 22 playing groups and um, roughly 30 different businesses sponsored us. And, and of course, the, uh, the folks at Waveland uh, take great care of us. The Chido family takes great care of us. And, and, and we couldn't do that event uh, without the support of all those folks. And it's, it's just really a great opportunity uh, you know, for all of the people that, that are kind of staring down the barrel of all the work that's to come to get together and have a, have a good time on a, on a Friday afternoon. And it was awesome. Again. And, and raise money for a great yep. organization Absolutely. that keeps going. These kids will get a lot of a lot of coaching before they get out here in the big field. Yeah. Well, uh, i tell you what, looking forward to see Jack play in the second half. Yeah, I know it's going to happen so. a lot this yeah, year, hopefully. Hope so. And uh, if you've been coaching him up a little bit, you know, you've had all, just, just, all this time. Just uh, told him to be ready. I, I see you out in the cross-country course because your daughter yep. and my daughter run yep. cross-country at Dowling Willows. Much better time than my daughter. We'll have to work on that. But, uh, yeah. hey, it's a lot of fun being a parent this uh, at the high school level. No doubt. It? No doubt. These, these kids have, uh, you know, a ton of advantages. They're, they're, they're involved in great programs. And I'm just really proud of both of mine, you know, for the, for the work that they put into the things that they're involved in, just like you are and, and, and so many other parents are. So it's, it's a fun time. Andy, thanks for all you do. Best of luck tonight. Thank you. Rooting on Jack. And best of luck tomorrow. You bet. Coaching Grandview. You bet. Thank you. Andy Jepson, my guest. President of the Catholic Football League, this is Mark Amadale. Halftime, it's Dowling 21, Ankeny nothing. We'll return to the second half. Matt Mainering will rejoin me here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN.TV. Explore Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist. Thursday, October 19th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Joseph in Winterset. Catholic Answers staff apologist Joe Heschmeyer will show how a right understanding of the Eucharist is key for understanding both the New and Old Covenants, early Christianity, and your own spiritual life. Plus, view the Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. Don't miss Joe Heschmeyer, October 19th in Winterset. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is John Wisniewski with Ut Fidem at Dowling Catholic. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Figure it out. Welcome back to Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Mark Amadale alongside Matt Mandring. Our halftime score, Dowling 21 and Ankeny nothing. Just got done with the uh, halftime interview, Matt, with uh, Andy Jepson, president of Catholic Football League. Seemed like he'd been here like 20 years I've been talking to him at halftime. Yeah. It's only been six. Only six. Only six, and he's done a great job. I could have swore it was longer. Well, that's about how long I've been doing this with see? you now. See? Yeah. He's been here almost every uh, year you have. Let's take a look at our first half statistics, Jared Seifert. 
As we got the I, iPad up, oh, we got paper and plastic. Yeah, I see. so I got you. The, the paper is theirs. <laughs> All right, well, for Dowling Catholic, uh, on the ground individually, Rash, Rashad Davis, 17 carries, 103 yards. Zach Smith, four carries, 34 yards. And quarterback Dante Cataldo, six carries for 25 yards. And for Dowling Catholic, Dante Cataldo, five for 12, passing for 150 yards. And... A touchdown, I believe. Curse Horace, three catches for 109 yards. Hank Brown, two catches for 49 yards to lead Dowling. And that's the individual of the game stats. Maroons have 18 first downs, five for Ankeny. Dowling, 27 total yards, uh, total attempts rushing, 157 yards on the ground. The Hawks, eight carries for just 31 yards on the ground. Dowling, uh, Dante Cataldo, 5 out of 12 passing, no interceptions for 158 yards in the first half. For Ankeny, Luke Anderson, 6 out of 12 passing for 36 yards in the first half. So Dowling with 307 yards of total offense, Ankeny with just 67. No team or uh, no turnovers by either team. Maroons are 1 for 1 in fourth down conversions. And looking for the penalties. They don't have the penalties on here. So that's a look at... The first half stats for Dowling Catholic. Now, individually for Ankeny, uh, their quarterback, Luke Anderson, 6 out of 12 passing for 36 yards. Or running backs in this contest have been Hankus and Laramie. Laramie. And their rushing yards uh, total at, at halftime was uh, 31 yards. So they really held them uh, in check. Yeah, 19 and 14, it looks like. 19 for, for Laramie. Laramie. Yeah, and Laramie. 14 yards for uh, Hankus. And then the leading receivers for Ankeny uh, was Evan Erlmeyer, one catch for nine yards. And then Laramie out of the backfield, one catch for seven yards. So the Hawks have really been held in check by this uh, Dowling team here in the first half, Matt, as both teams are on the field and brought ready for for the second half kickoff. Any other comments as the Maroons lead it 21-0 as we progress to the third quarter? You know, it, it was a couple things we were looking for. You figured the first series they would take their time, you know, it would be an adjustment, see how they're going to play the 3-3 against them. And as the game has gone on, you know, slowly that Dowling uh, offensive line is, is taking control of things and wearing them down. Just no offense for Ankeny tonight. And, you know, the last couple games, the ball's been getting out to Akers and to, and to Sumner or to Summerfield and uh, just and, and, and Hankus, but nothing tonight. Uh, they've been able to keep them in check, and that's been, you know, great play by the secondary over the top and that front four putting pressure on him behind the line of scrimmage. All right, Schumacher kicks off. End over end kick, out of bounds, line driving in the end zone. In the end zone touchback, it'll be first and 10, Ankeny at their own 20-yard line as we start the uh, third quarter with Dowling leading 21-0. Other scores as you pass along at halftime, Matt, I don't know if there have been any changes, but Southeast Polk leading 21-0. That was uh, right before the half up uh, in Pleasant Hill and the home opener for Southeast Polk and the uh, christening of their new stadium, Ankeny Centennial 7-0 over Cedar Falls. In the first half, Bettendorf 21-0 over Urbandale, and those are the scores that we have thus far. First down for Ankeny, they give it to their tailback, and that's Daniel Laramie. And Laramie 
Takes it up to the 23-yard line. This is how the Hawks started the game when yeah. they had their first possession. They just ground it. They did, and, you know, they were able to. They had some success right up A-gap, right up the middle, and they were pounding Laramie in the middle and had some big gains early, and then it just, the valve was shut off. Second really. and seven, and now we got penalty flags down and Dowling in the neutral zone, it looks like. Yep. And we penalized five yards. That last drive by Dowling that resulted in a field goal had three Dowling penalties on it, but the Maroons overcame that and uh, ended up making it a 16-play, 59-yard drive before Schumacher kicked a 29-yard field goal. But 16 plays, actually 19 plays, because three of the three of them were penalties. Yeah. All right, penalty against the Maroons that moves the ball up to the 28-yard line, second and two, first down carry, and that's Laramie, and he gets the first down across the 35 up to the 37-yard line. So. That, Penalty made the Hawks made uh, the Hawks made Dowling pay. Yeah, Laramie has that that nice. They run that nice trap play up in up in, off tackle there, and uh, he's able to get upfield and and get a first down for a nice game. One of the bigger runs of the night. Three receivers to the left, tied in on the right for Ankeny, Anderson the handoff, and Laramie again with the, the the handoff across the forty. It gets up near the forty-four, shy of the first down. And it'll bring up second and two for Ankeny. Right now, Spence at left tackle, Dorfler at left guard, Heck at center, right guard, Mullis and, and Roth, B. Roth. They're, they're manning up and, and knocking the Dowling front four backwards right now. Second and two, Hawks from their own 45-yard line, just underway here in the third quarter. Dowling leading 21-0 as we simulcast tonight on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Mark Hamadale alongside Matt Mainring tonight. Larmy gets hit as he hands it off and penetrating the line and making the uh, actually tackle in the backfield to move it back to the 44, loss of one. Ryan Bobo on the stop as he got loose right there and shot up the middle and was able to make a play. You watch the replay here and he comes off the top of your screen or he loops. They had run a little stunt inside and Beaver ends up taking up two blockers. Hand off Laramie again, and he crashes across the 45 up near the 46-yard line. He'll be about a yard shy of the first down. He'll bring up fourth and one, yeah, or less than a yard for Ankeny. Decision time early, and you got to think down 21 to nothing at midfield. You're going to take a crack at it right here. I would think Coach Bauer would do that, and he is. Three receivers left, one back in the backfield. Shotgun formation for quarterback Anderson. Luke, the handoff to Laramie's got the first down across midfield and brought down at the 49 of Dowling, a pickup of five. Pickup of five as they ran it right up the gut there and almost off the edge, you saw, um, I believe that was Bobo, almost chased that down from behind, but Laramie's too fast and, and was able to get up in there for that first down. 21 nothing, Dowling leading, handoff Laramie again. They go to the right side and hit and dropped. After a couple yards down to the 47 of Dowling, they'll bring up second and eight for the Hawks as they just continue to keep the ball on the ground. They're determined to start the second half that way. Yeah, and this is where, as we talked about in the second quarter, they were throwing the ball, doing hurry-up offense, and no time was coming off the clock, and their defense was sitting out there forever. Again, handoff goes up the middle, and handoff to Hankus, and he gets loose inside the 25. And he picks up the first down at the 30-yard line at Dowling. That'll be a 17-yard run. So Laramie got a lot of the carries, and they put Hankus in, and he gets a first down for seven, 17 yards down to the 30 yeah, of Dowling. You see, they had the, they had the blocks on and, and got some blocks downfield and, and saw Kenny James trip him up. 
And Hankus again on the carry. Gets it down to the 25 of Dowling. So a pick up a five. And the Hawks, their best drive of the night. Gain a five. It'll bring up second and five. Yeah, test this defense right now and, and uh, see if they can tighten up and knock things down here. And they got to hunker down inside. Tenth play of the Ankeny drive. Started back at the 20. Handoff. Hankus again spins inside the 20, and he's stacked up there at the 18-yard line to pick up a seven. And you see the, the line from, Ank- or from Ankeny, the Hawks, they just walled down that defensive front of Dowling, stood everybody up, and had them moving backwards. And right now they're on, they got them on skates. They're going backwards here. Double tight end set for Ankeny, two receivers to the right, one back in the backfield. That's Hankus, and he gets the handoff right through the A-gap, over center, down to the 15-yard line, a gain of three. And uh, Dylan Manning on the stop as he gets a hold of him there, and Manhattan comes and finishes him off. And uh, again, this is where Ankeny is going to going to make their make their push, and they had success, like we said in the first drive in the first half. We saw something similar. Second and seven, Ankeny ball in the Dowling 15. This will be the 12th play of the drive, and now penalty flags down. And what do we have here? Might be offside Dowling. Yeah, they got a little movement inside. I believe Isaac Beaver. You're going to see him switch in four oh. in four. This is like a hockey shift change right there. Darn line change. Yeah, line <laughs> change. They're going to bring in some fresh bodies, and this will be, um, I would imagine, it's Ringwelski, Smith, Pins, and Middleton. So the penalty will move the ball down inside at the 10 yard line. So a five yard penalty. Here's the snap. Handoff goes to the tailback. And that's uh, Hankus again, and he gets it down right around the nine, eight-yard line just, right in there. Just short of the first down, yes, Kenny James is. makes a great tackle, shoestring tackle from his cornerback position, uh, saved the first down and possibly a touchdown. Gain of one. There's a snap, handoff. Hank- oh. He's hitting drill back at the 10-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down and two for Ankeny. And the Maroons just converged on that. Yeah, Matt, as Ian, they had- Ian Middleton came off the edge. Like he was, uh, he was on fire and just shot through there. Oh, shot inside. They, so they had a little stunt on where he was slanting on the inside gap, crawled under the tackle, and uh, blew it up in the backfield. 15th play of the drive, fourth and two for Ankeny at the 10 yard line, and Dowling jumps offside. Maroon's got a little too anxious. This will give the Hawks a first down at the five. Yeah. Procedure or offsides on Dowling. First down, Ankeny. First and goal at the five. A little bit of that inexperience there. Again, when you look at that front, all front eight guys, only Kiwi Fort and Will Ringwelski are seniors. Otherwise, it's junior, junior, and three sophomores. So, they, you know, it's a little bit of youth, and, and none of those guys started at all at that position last year. Handoff goes to Hankus, and he's pushed back right at the line of scrimmage. And it'll bring up second and goal at the five-yard line of Dowling as uh, Hankus gets the carry. They'll rotate him out and uh, get their starter back in there, Laramie. Yeah, Owen Pins blew that up in the middle, and uh, he just met him in the hole there and stuffed it. All right, second and goal. And Anderson out of the shotgun gives it to Hankus, and he's down to the two-yard line. It'll bring up third and goal from there. Again, Centennial's creating some creases, and... and, uh, there it was um, Laramie again pounding down inside and, and the stop coming from the secondary of the Maroons. Well, the Ankeny Hawks now with a bunch set to the left of the formation, tight formation, 
And the handoff goes to the tailback, and that might be Laramie back in there. And yep. he goes down to the one. It'll bring up fourth and goal from the one. Yeah, here we get our first goal line stand of the year, if I remember right. That's this, right. This might be the first time. So, 18th play of the drive. You get everybody on their feet as see if the defense can make a stand. Hawks trying to go 80 yards in 18 plays. Fourth and goal from the one. Anderson, long count. Here's a snap to give to Laramie, and I don't know if he, he got in. No signal yet. Make it. He was down at the half-yard line. Dowling takes over. Yep. How about that? How about that? Listen to the Great. fans in front of us. That is just amazing. Fourth and goal. They hand it off to Laramie over the right guard and center, and they hold him, and here's the replay, Matt. Yeah, he gets stuffed inside there, and that is big number 90. You know, 32 is that Scigliano, and then – I believe that's Dylan Manning. Dylan Manning he is from everywhere. the side. He is everywhere. And they brought him up to come off the edge, and uh, he made a great play coming off the edge there and stuffed that play inside. 18 plays, 79 and a half yards, and Dowling takes over. How about that? Now, we've been here before, yeah, 99 yards away from the end zone, and uh, Dowling takes over. Yep, seven-minute drive, Frank, and he's dialing out of their own end zone. They hand it off to Rashad Davis, cuts up field across the five, and is stood up there maybe about the six-yard line to bring up second down and five as Rashad picks up five. Starting to crawl out of the end zone. What a big boost for that defense and how, you know, it's one that lets the air out of the balloon for Ankeny as the Hawks drove the field, had a great drive, and uh, gets uh, snuffed out there at the end. All right, Cataldo at quarterback, works out of the shotgun. Rashad Davis the handoff right over the A-gap, up the middle. He's got the first down, and he's brought down at about the 15-yard line. He'll spot his knee down at the 14, and he'll pick up eight. He will pick up eight, and those are just the, the pistons, you know, he's got are just pumping. And uh, his feet are just moving all the time as he's running the football. And again, side to side, straight ahead, the young man's got – Got good balance. Two receivers to the left. Cataldo at quarterback. Tight end on the left. Handoff for Rashad Davis. Waiting, waiting. Now blasts through a hole. Cuts outside. Near side, outside the numbers. 20. Stops there and <laughs> and finally brought down after a little shift and uh, shake and bake a little bit at the 25-yard yeah. line. He'll pick up about nine, 11 good. yards in a first down. He worked hard to get those nine yards, did Rashad. And, you know, now it – he comes out and catches some air. I think he's got a little helmet adjustment he needs to make and brings in Zach Smith, who came in the, in the first Did. half and had some nice runs for the Maroons. All right, the Maroons will put tight end on the left side with two receivers. Schmidt in at tailback, and he'll get the handoff. He waits, waits, goes over right side, and finally brought down just shy of the 30-yard line at the 29. He'll pick up four. So Schmidt in there at tailback. Zach, six foot, 190-pound senior, transferred from Dallas Center Grimes, and... He stopped at the 29 for a gain of four. So here's Dowling, handoff again to Smith. And he kind of, you know, angles his way yeah. over right guard or left guard and tackle and gets up to the 30. Are they going to put the 37-yard line first down, a gain of seven? And those make Coach Meeks, the running back coach, those kinds of runs that these young men are having just make him smile because they're so patient and letting that big offensive line do their job. First and 10, Dowling with three minutes to play here in the third quarter. Maroons up 21-0. This is Dowling's first offensive series in the second half after Ankeny's drive was stopped at the one on a seven, 
minute drive that took 18 plays and 79 and a half yards. Dowling finally takes over, and Schmidt again gets across Two, to the 41. 240 to go in the second or in the third quarter. 21-0 Dowling, and I don't think we see the pass this quarter Not by either yet. team. Not yet. I'm gonna Have look. we? All runs here. Yeah. This, you haven't seen that for 40 old years. Old school football. <laughs> that's, that's old school football. And off Schmidt right up the gut. Gets a great block right over center, and that's where Max Shelton is at. He gets across the 45, and they're going to spot him up near the 50 with the push. And here's the great example of why you teach those offensive linemen to keep their blocks going because those running backs continue to come, and it was just a line of blockers. Rockers, Freilich, Shelton at center, Agos to Seymour all finishing downfield. Letting Zach run the football. All right, Horace split out wide to the left at the top of your screen if you're watching on CISN. Dowling 21, Ankeny nothing. Two minutes to play here in the third quarter from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Dowling's home over handoff, right side, and that is Rashad Davis back in there, and he's shy of the first down. He gets to... It's tackled right at the 45 of Ankeny for a gain of five. Dylan Doherty comes up from his safety position and makes probably a, a touchdown-saving tackle as he took a good angle and got Rashad Davis uh, short of the first down. All right, Hank Brown split out wide left. Receiver to the right at the bottom of your screen. Katowlik quarterback out of the shotgun. He's got a tight end on the left side. And that would be, be Middleton over there. Here's the snap. Katalo the handoff. And it's to Rashad Davis. Spins out of a tackle. He's got the first down inside the 40. Forward progress to the 38 of Ankeny. Great run by Rashad. He picks up seven and a Dowling first down. And you see that offensive line just wall it off. And then Rashad Davis cuts back, you know, in, in that in that run scheme and uh, allows him to cut back to his left and gets a wide open look and enough for the first down. Some runes have started on their one-yard line. Be the tenth play of their drive. Negative kid you, Mark. There only might be one more snap in this quarter. Forty-nine seconds remaining. Could be. Three, two receivers to the right. Dowling keeps it on the ground. Rashad Davis right over center in the A gap. Blasts his way up down to the thirty-yard line. He'll pick up eight yards. They'll bring up second and two, and that may be the final play of the third quarter if the Maroons. Decide not to run a play. Yeah, well they got Kevin Rhythm going, so I think they're going to go ahead and, and get a snap here. They second and short, and here they go. Good point, Coach. You got a rhythm going, and you want to keep it going. Love it, play of the drive, handoff Rashad Davis. And he's got the first down as he gets down to the 26-yard line. And, and he'll gain four. And he'll gain four. And, you know, for young kids out there watching or listening, or if they're watching this on their – Watch Luke or Kyle Rockers block. I mean, the play is going away from him, and he's blocking five, seven yards downfield. That's the left tackle for Dowling. We're in number 55. They'll have to wait after this one-minute break. We've come to the end of the third quarter here at Valley Stadium. Beautiful night. Temperatures in the lower 80s, low humidity. Dowling leading 21-0 over Ankeny. Back with the fourth quarter. Week three of the high school football season here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN.TV. 
Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515-223-1150 or email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Bring the Eucharistic revival to your parish with Iowa Catholic Radio's Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. The work of future saint Blessed Carlo Acutis, this beautiful display will educate and inspire. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandarin. We move to the fourth quarter. Dowling has the football in the middle of a 12-play drive that started back on their own one-yard line. We see it's neon night for the kids tonight. I notice there's a different uh, flow in the stands. Yeah. And we have some scores to report. We'll pass them along. Dowling with the ball. And now penalty flags to start the fourth quarter. Haven't, had, haven't seen that for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got some updates. Southeast Polk is now up 28-0 to zero on Prairie as they roll on their new complex. Bettendorf up on Urbandale 24-3. to three. Uh, The update, I think, at Johnston Valley 14-0. I'm assuming that's got to be past halftime. Centennial's up 21-7 to seven on Cedar Falls. And have not seen a Roosevelt score yet. Roosevelt, I believe, taking on Walk. Key Northwest, because Waukee is up in Sioux City uh, playing tonight. All right, Dowling penalized five yards. It is first and 15 from Runes. Handoff, Rashad Davis. Dowling backed up to their to the Ankeny 31, and Rashad gets down to the 29, so tough going. A gain of two for Rashad. You see, you know, right there was uh, um, Zam's, Sam Z. I believe he was a young man that went out in the, earlier in the first half. Am I right there, yes, Mark? You're right, and number so, 44. Yeah, yep. so he's, it's good to see him back on the field for the Hawks. So it's second and 13, Dowling from the Ankeny 29. Dowling leading 21 nothing here in the fourth quarter as we just started. And now on play action, back to throw as Cataldo. Rolls to his right, now reverses field, goes to his left, wants to run inside the 25, and finally spun down inside the 20. And they're going to spot forward progress all the way to yeah. the 15-yard line. They did, you know, and you wonder, well, why was he giving forward progress that far? Well, he rolled over top of the Ankeny tackler, uh, number seven, I believe, who's down on the field right now, maybe a cramp. And uh, he did never touch uh, Angela Warno, who we've called his name a lot tonight and has had a great night for the Hawks. We're going to take a one-minute break and return to Valley Stadium. 11-11 left in the fourth quarter, Dowling 21, Ankeny nothing. Here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. This is a segment about small Catholic innovations that made a huge impact from the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. Back when water was difficult to purify, beer was actually the standard drink because the fermentation process killed harmful bacteria. But it wasn't all that tasty and didn't last very long. This is where Catholics upped the ante with two major contributions. The first came from monasteries, where monks needed heartier beers to get them through long periods of fasting. 
so they experimented with flavorings and techniques to make it more robust. The second contribution came from St. Hildegard von Bingen. She's the first person credited with using hops in beer to preserve it. And it didn't hurt that hops added great flavors, too. So you can thank Catholic Innovation for beer. Learn more about what OSV Institute is doing to inspire and encourage Catholic innovation at osvinstitute.com. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Man for uh, Ankeny being helped off the field who looks like a might have had a, a cramp, and that was uh, Connor Kaiser. Connor Kaiser. Number seven. So Dowling with the football. Runs with a first and ten from the Hawk 15-yard line. And now here is Cataldo with the football and is run out of bounds right about the 10-yard line. Dante gained 14 yards right before we went to the timeout. That time keeps the football. And they're getting a cramp on the sideline there, it looks like. And that one looks Max Shelton, the Dowling center. No, no, I think it's no, no, right, right up oh, there. Oh, in the middle, yeah. yeah. I was looking at the sideline. Sam, it looked like Sam um, Sandvig. So we get Shelton down. So we'll keep it here with 10.50 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Dowling leading 21 nothing, And I believe the ball will be right at the 10-yard line. So Cataldo will gain a five. So he's had a pair of runs here of 14 and five yards in this drive. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio, brought to you in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Dental Associates, and Mercy One. We want to thank them for being on board all season long. And don't forget the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser. It happens on September 21st to the 29th. Our radio station is a nonprofit, so your support and generous support is appreciated. Your gift is tax deductible, and matching dollars are available. And you can log on to iowacatholicradio.com and just click on the Donate button, and we would appreciate that. Of course, uh, we had multiple people down as Ankeny had their defensive back who stopped Dante Cataldo in the last play. He was uh, shaken up, and that was Sam Sandvig. And then Max Shelton has to uh, leave for at least a play, and the Dowling backup center is listed as Carter Smith. And we'll see if... uh, how the snap goes with it'll be a second and four for Dowling at the Ankeny 10 here, Matt. Yeah, it was encouraging to see Max Shelton kind of jog off the field a little bit. All those offensive linemen wear knee braces, you know, to prevent as so many times they get rolled up on the side and everything else. And so they wear those knee braces, protect themselves, and hopefully it's down a little bit lower in his leg. Second and four, handoff Rashad Davis, punching towards the end zone, fouls the pack, touchdown! Rashad Davis fouls that big offensive line into the end zone, and the Maroons tack on six more and lead it 27 to nothing with 10.30 left to go fourth quarter. That is just, that you know, that's textbook offensive line play. Watch it in the replay. Everybody's manned up, and you see just the push. Look at that. You, you mean, you're getting behind big Kyle Rockers, and Joe Freilich on that left side, and that's 270 just bulldozing down the field. All right, uh, Jack Jepson in the hold, and the extra point by Schumacher is up and good. So Dowling extends their lead to 28-0 over Ankeny with 10:31 remaining. Fourth quarter, back to Valley Stadium after this timeout here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, 
dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Father Ravi Gudipalli from Little Rock Diocese, Arkansas. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Valley Stadium as... We simulcast tonight on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Mark Amadeo, Matt Mandering. We're down a man tonight, our sideline guy, John Chido. Hopefully home, maybe in and out watching this game. But uh, rest up, Johnny. you got a game Monday and you got a game Tuesday, and that's the eighth grade team. We, by the way, got a first victory last uh, Tuesday night uh, over Johnston, 36-6. Congratulations to Johnny Chido and the coaching staff and the kids, by the way, the eighth yeah. graders. Recognize a few of those parents. I look at him, I said, oh, my goodness, they're that old? <laughs> All right, Ankeny, after the Dowling kicked the ball into the end zone, they get a pass, and it's caught. Their best receiver with the big catch, and that's Devin Akers, and he's gone. 80-yard touchdown play, Devin Akers, and he has made big plays this year. He won the game for Ankeny over Centennial, and he just caught an 80-yard pass, yeah. got right behind the two defenders. We'll watch the replay on CISN here. He split the seam down the middle, and the 6'6", 210-pound senior was just a bolt down the field, and they were basically just going to turn it loose. And uh, you see him catch it up over the top, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if that was Kenny James and the safety on that side trying to chase that thing down. All right, Jet each in the hole. The long snapper is B. Roth, and the extra point up, and good. So it's 28-7 to now, Dowling with the lead over Ankeny. And uh, Devin Akers out last year with a collarbone injury and has come back and caught an 80-yard pass from uh, Luke Anderson. We'll take a break as Ankeny's on the board. 28-7 Dowling over Ankeny back in one minute on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Patriotism is a natural virtue. It's natural to love our country just as it's natural to love our family and love our home. But G.K. Chesterton says the true patriot is always a little sad. Now why is that? Because everyone who loves his country wishes it were better. Chesterton says we have to hate the world enough to want to change it and love it enough to think it worth changing. So when we criticize our nation, we do it out of love because we want to improve it and because we want to be proud of it. We obviously don't want to be ashamed of it. That's why we want our country to be virtuous and moral and godly. And Chesterton says, the more transcendental is your patriotism, the more practical are your politics. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. And welcome back to 
Valley Stadium, week three of the high school football season. Ankeny on the board on an 80-yard pass from Anderson to... Well, they're going to get the onside kick. Ankeny to Devin Akers, and now you mentioned the onside kick. Ankeny does a squib kick, and they recover the ball, and the Hawks now will take over at the hey, Dowling 48, Matt. I think the coaching staff's going to argue that the ball was touched on the other side of the 50, and uh, the officials are not going to see it the same way. We'll see on the replay here. If an Ankeny player touches it before it crosses, oh, yeah. And uh, it's hard to see in that scramble. It went through some traffic. It went through some traffic. And uh, the officials are saying it did not touch them, so it did not touch them. So Ankeny will have the football first and 10 from the Dowling 48-yard line. 10-16 to go. Here in the fourth quarter, Hawks with the first down, and now back to throw is Anderson under duress, and he launched the ball out incomplete, and that was a dangerous incompletion that time by uh, their quarterback, Luke Anderson. I mean, he threw it up, and that could have been a pick six. Yeah, Jake Kruger's eyes got pretty big right there as he saw that ball just kind of lazily flipped out there, but it was well short of him being able to get to it. He caught it on the one-hop. So the Hawks now going tempo. As they go without a huddle, as they've had been all night. Three receivers left, two to the right, empty backfield. Back to throw, Anderson fires right. The pass is tipped and incomplete. Akers, the intended receiver, he drew a crowd. And uh, Kruger might be shaken up there. Or maybe he's just disappointed he was going for the ball. (laughs) I think he got caught in traffic there a little bit. and He'll be all right as uh, third and ten here. And this is... You know, crunch time for this Maroon defense to get tested. They haven't given up very much all year. They have not given up a rushing touchdown this year, but they've given up four passing touchdowns, Matt. Yeah. (laughs) And they give it to uh, their tailback this time, and that is Daniel Laramie. And Laramie gets it down to the 45-yard line, gains three yards. And that. I don't know what all oh, the clock hit, or the blew the whistle because his helmet came off. So oh, that's Laramie a, has a, to come off for a play. It's a dead ball right then. Yep. Yeah. And so now it's and they run on third down, and you know they're going to go for it on fourth. So you know when, when the play that was called, you know they're going to go for it on so fourth down. So it's fourth and seven, and they'll put uh, Hankus in at tailback. Here's the snap. They fire over the middle, and the pass is incomplete. Yeah. Intended receiver, the ball was overthrown. Yeah. Intended receiver there was Evan Earlmeyer, and Dowling will take over from their own 45-yard line. Well over his head, and and, uh, and and that's what, you know, Ankeny had to do. They had to take their shot and try to get back in the game and cut the score in half. And uh, so they went quick, and not much time comes off the clock. We, we go a quarter and a half with two possessions, and now we've had three possessions in about, tw- you know, Three minutes. Yeah, if that. If yeah, that. Maybe two minutes. Well, that was the onside kick, so the Dowling offense hasn't been back on the field. They since are now. That 99-yard drive. Yeah, first and 10 Dowling from their own 45-yard line. Dante Cataldo at quarterback. Runs with an extra tight end. Hand off up the gut right between the tackles. A-gap. Rashad Davis tripped up, and he got the first down at the 45 of Ankeny. They're going to give it to him. 10-yard yep. run, and, boy, he did that so smoothly. You know yeah. what? The offensive line led that play. You can they tell. They did. Yeah, they got down to the second level and started getting on linebackers. And when you see that happening, you you know as a running back you're going to win, win that play. And, you know, that's really what they're trying to do every time, just win that play. Two tight ends for Dowling, a receiver on each side of the formation. Dowling right to left, south to north, handoff for Rashad Davis, goes over right guard and tackle. 
inside the 45 to about the 42-yard line. He'll gain three. And it'll bring up second down for the Maroons, second and seven. Here they're getting a little patience here. We'll give a little shout-out to Mike Tiedemann and his dad. Mike Tiedemann's our department chair in English. He texted me to listen to the game, and, and you know, it's it's always fun when we at, hear at, from our own teachers. At home, or are they on vacation? Well, he's, he's an English teacher. Oh, know. so he's at home. He's at You're home. You're saying he, he, he's he, not on he, vacation. He might be up in Okaboji. You no, never know. No, He is from Newell Fonda area, though. Oh, that's, yeah. that's near Sheldon. Well, it's getting up there. That's where my in-laws are from. So I'll say good, say nice things well, up there. Yeah. <laughs> Penalty against Ankeny. I'll move the ball down five yards to the 37-yard line of the Hawks. Offside the Hawks. And you got a prediction for tomorrow, Mr. Maynard, and you're just going to be neutral for Iowa-Iowa State. Okay, that's the way you want to play it. I get you. <laughs> gotcha. Second and two for the Maroons after the penalty was marked off. From the Ankeny 37, Dowling 28, Ankeny 7. 8.15 to go here in the fourth quarter. Dante Cotado at quarterback. Here's the snap. Handoff Rashad Davis, and he stood up. The ball is uh, loose. Ball's out. And who's yeah. got it? Ankeny's got it right at the 30-yard line. First fumble of the year for Rashad, and he fumbled it yeah. down to the 30-yard line. So Hawks will take over. Yeah, he got hit as he was coming off of a, a break, and Someone got their hat right on the football as you watch the replay here. And uh, he gets creased, and then that ball just that hat right on the helmet. And that is Dylan Doherty. Do, picked Dylan Doherty with the fumble recovery. And, and Anthony breathes a little life. So the Hawks with the first down at their own 30 with 8.06 to go here in the fourth quarter. Dowling leading 28-7. to Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering tonight here in the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. We'll have post game with our statistics and a handoff. First down goes to uh, Laramie. Laramie gets it up across the 30, up to about the 35 yard line for a gain of five. Ankeny's got to step it up a notch if they're going to get back to within two scores here. Yeah, so they're going to hurry up here, and, and uh, they had that success running the football, but it's a little late in the game to pound it out like that. There's Anderson out of the shotgun. Lots lost it up, and the pass is nearly intercepted but incomplete. He threw it up to his big guy, Devin Akers, a 6'6", 210-pound senior, and he threw it into double coverage, led by Dowling's Jake Kruger, and he had help from one of his friends. Yeah, he did. Over the top, it was Nick Frerichs, and uh, Jake was in great coverage on him there, and, and uh, Fre- knowing that Frerichs is over the top gives you that little extra security blanket, and uh, Jake was in great position. Frerichs over the top. Ball gets tipped, incomplete. Well, Kruger goes at 6-1, and again, defending Akers at 6-6 is no easy chore. Handoff goes to Laramie and gets up to about the 37, maybe the 38-yard line. Gain at two, and it'll bring up fourth and three. Good play inside there. I couldn't tell if that was Ian Middleton on that initial hit on the running on Laramie there, but uh, nice job inside of getting that play stopped up. Give him a gain of three up to the 38. So bring up fourth down and two. Hawks going for it. Three receivers and one tight end. And now penalty flags down. Timeout Ankeny. We'll take it with them. 7-10 to go fourth quarter. It's Dowling 28. Ankeny 7. We'll take a one-minute break on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Do you have trouble with some of the teachings of the church? Well, I have good news for you. I am Father Thomas J. Loya with a Theology of the Body moment for the Tabor Life Institute. In a sense, the church has no teachings. 
It is God who has the teachings. It is God who created the divine order of things, and the church simply points to that order and says, be honest to that order and you will be happy. The why behind what the church says about any moral issue has to do with whether or not we are telling a truth or telling a lie with the language of our bodies. If we are honest with the language of our body, we'll be holy and therefore happy. Being dishonest with the language of our bodies results in hurt and therefore unhappiness. Almighty God and the church want us all to be happy. Having a problem with church teachings really means having a problem with God and of not understanding the theology of the body. To find out more about the theology of the body, visit TaborLife.org. TaborLife.org. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. And we're back here at Valley Stadium as Earlmeyer with the reception on a fourth and two for Ankeny. And he sits right in a little pocket there, Matt Mainring, and picks up the first down at the Ankeny 47-yard line, gain of nine. Yeah, play, they played off, and he was able to get underneath him on that curl route for the first down. And now Hank is with it, and he's run out of bounds as takes the ball from the Ankeny 47 and gets into Dowling territory. Moves it down to the Dowling 44-yard line with... 6.45 left to play, fourth quarter. Dowling leading 28-7, to but Ankeny across midfield. How big is that goal line stand right now? What Huge. would the score be? Huge. <laughs> You're exactly right. And here's a handoff. Hankus again. Bounces outside and finally run out of bounds at about the 44-yard line. And you can see it goes. And you can better believe Ankeny is going to be saying the same thing once, you know, after this game. And and uh, driving the length of the field like that, not getting in. And now Dowling defense gets to stand up again on a first and 10. First and 10 for Ankeny from the 39 of Dowling. Handoff goes to the tailback, and that's Hankus again. They've been rotating Hankus as their second-string tailback. The starter is Daniel Laramie, and right now Hankus is getting the bulk of the load. Carries it down to the Dowling 36-yard line. Gain of three. And this is the Pins, Ringwelski, Middleton group in there on that front four. Hand off again to Hankus, and he's near a first down. Stopped shy of the 30-yard line. Pick up a five down to the 31. And Carter Smith, who's in on that play. So to bring up. Comes third. Pins off the field, and Isaac Beaver in. Third and two for Ankeny at the Dowling 31. Anderson back to throw, looking for his big guy. Now throws it over the middle. The pass is nearly intercepted. Leaping for it was oh, a gonna... Dowling Catholic in, uh, player, but now a penalty flag down in the backfield. Yeah. We may have holding in the backfield. No, they're or... going to call a late hit on the quarterback. Dylan Manning hit him, and it was way – the flag was – flag came out way late. But, you know, he, the ball had gotten rid of it, and uh, Dylan – Got, got the quarterback pretty good on that play. Okay, so penalty against Dowling. That'll give Ankeny a first down. They're going to mark it off inside the 20 down to the 16-yard line. Here's the pressure on the defense again. And, and Ankeny again, this second half, they've moved the ball really well. Yes, they have. Now they're in the red zone. Maroon's leading 28-7, under six minutes to play. Anderson with the blitz. And dumps it off before he could get tackled, and it's incomplete. Forced him to throw it 
a little too quick was Dylan Manning. Yeah, Dylan Manning, you know, and they use him in, in the multiple, you know, he's in multiple positions as he comes at the, the blitz in these different situations. And right there, you know, Anderson didn't have any chance to get that ball out. So Luke Anderson has went the distance for Ankeny at quarterback. Dowling showing blitz. Hawks have two timeouts remaining. Dowling with three. It's second and 10 Ankeny from the Dowling 16 as Hawks now in the Dowling red zone. Three receivers to the right. Ankeny left to right. Fires up in the end zone looking for his big guy. And the pass is well, he caught. did hang on Touchdown. To and he threw in a triple coverage. And that is Devin Akers with his second touchdown. And, boy, he can show up a matter of. In a matter of time, and he just did. Touchdown, Ankeny from 16 yards out. Boy, that was, that was a great catch because the Dowling defenders converged on him, and he went up and, and went up and got it out of the sky. Great timing on the play, and, yeah, three three defenders yeah. on him. Zach Smith along with Jacob Kruger right in there. Right in there. Hawks will attempt the extra point. 11 plays, 70 yards on the Ankeny drive. Extra point is good. And all of a sudden, it's 28-14. Hawks have trailed now by 14. Dowling with the lead, 28-14. We'll take a one-minute break with 5.40 left to go fourth quarter on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN.TV. The on-air portion of the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall Fundraiser starts Monday, September 25th. Be sure to tune in for local and national guests with inspiring stories about the positive impact of Iowa Catholic Radio as we seek to be fully funded for the remainder of 2023. But you don't have to wait to pledge. Call 515-223-1150 or donate now at iowacatholicradio.com. Your gift will be matched dollar for dollar. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Got a question about the faith? Ask a priest. Email your question to contact at iowacatholicradio.com. Then tune in to the Catholic Morning Show Thursdays at 715 to hear the answer. Ask a priest. Thursdays only on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And we're back here at Valley Stadium as the Hawks now with back-to-back touchdowns have cut the Dowling lead to 28-14. Devin Akers on an 80-yard touchdown reception and a 16-yard touchdown reception from Anderson. A little pooch kick, and it's fielded by Dowling, and that is Curtis Horace with it at about the 33-yard line, and Dowling will take over on offense. And the Hawks now with two timeouts, Dowling with three, but more importantly, the Dowling offense on the field now, Matt. Yeah, they didn't, they, the momentum has shifted, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it is imperative that the offense here gets some first down, chews up some clock, and keeps the ball out of this hot Ankeny offense's hands. I was getting a little nervous in that kickoff there that Horace was not going to take that ball in. It looked like he was just going to try to tap it, you know, or do something, but he did take it in, and now it's up to this offensive line to get something done. So Dowling will... Have a first down at their own 33-yard line. Rashad Davis, and now he's loose in the secondary. as one man to beat, and finally shoestring tackle right at the 43-yard line. He gained 10 yards, and he did it by going left, and then he zigzagged to the right and couldn't beat the safety. That wasn't so much on the offensive line as that was just on uh, Rashad Davis's speed and ability to cut. I believe that was Sam Sandvig on the tackle, and uh, he just saved a touchdown right there. 
So first and ten, Dowling from their own 43-yard line. Maroons will let the game or let the play clock wind down. 5:15 left on the game clock here in the fourth quarter. Maroons lead it 28-14. Dowling defense this year has given up three passing touchdowns to Cedar Rapids Kennedy. They shut out Valley last week and have given up two passing touchdowns tonight against Ankeny here late in the fourth quarter. Handoff Rashad Davis up the gut he goes and he just had the safety to beat again. First down Dowling at the 47 of Ankeny. Ten yards a pop and and right up the gut. They're bringing off pre- they're bringing pressure off the edge, but they're able to get to the crease up the middle before he can get to it. And uh, Dylan Doherty on the stop there for the Ankeny Hawks. Back to back ten yard runs for Rashad Davis, and now the Maroons will let the play clock wind down. It's at 20 right now, so there's going to be a little bit of time before the snap. We want to thank Klein Electric, Kathy United Financial, and Skefton's Formal Wear for supporting. Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast, our 47th year broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football here in central Iowa. First and 10 Maroons, handoff again, Rashad Davis inside the 45 and brought down right around the 43-yard line to pick up a four or bring up second down and six. How many passes has Dowling attempted in this half, Mark? Uh, Zero. Zero. That's what I thought. So our I mean, halftime stats stay the same in the passing department. <laughs> Coach Dave or Coach Wilson has went right to the ground. Uh, game. When's the last time Dowling has thrown zero passes in a half? It's been a long time. Now, you asked me time. that question. You asked me that. When's the last time Dowling shut out Valley? And yeah, I, I researched well, all week. Did, yeah, and I did. Yeah, I'll, did. I'll get back to you on next okay. week. All right? Okay. <laughs> Second and six for the Maroons at the Ankeny 43. Hawks showing blitz. Here's a snap. High snap. Cataldo has it. Oh, there it is. And there's the first pass (laughs) of the fourth quarter, and it's caught right at the 38-yard line, gain of five for Dowling. And right at the marker, and uh, looks like it's going to be a yard short yet. That was Brown on the catch. Yeah. And uh, nice catch by Hank Brown, and just a yard short. Good throw by Cataldo as uh, they give a little breather here to Rashad Davis. And they come out now on a third and short. So third down and one, just a yard shy at the Ankeny Hawk. 38, long count. Play clock at five. Tallow with the snap, high snap. Once again, handoff for Shad Davis right up the gut. First down, and he's finally swung forward by the Ankeny defender to the 29 of Ankeny in a pickup of nine. Yeah, and that... Again, just an explosive push by that offensive line. And uh, they sit down there and just pound that ball, moving the pile forward. Here you see now Ian Milton comes across. And, uh, and again, if you, if you look at this, what happens in the formation is now as they come up to the line of scrimmage, Ian Milton is, the, is that flanker back on this left side. And that makes the Ankeny front over just to that side. And then they bring him back across to the weak side to get the trap block. All right, Dowling taking their time. Here's the handoff for Shad Davis. Right up the gut he goes inside the 25. Moves forward, and good news, I was looking in on that play, and Max Shelton back in at, uh, or Carter Smith remains at uh, center, number 52. So we haven't seen, that's why the high snap. I was wondering if Max yeah. got back in there, but it's uh, Carter it, Shelton. It is. Carter Smith at Carter center. Carter Smith, and I think they were working on Shelton's ankle there, so I, and I, I believe he's on crutches. They're going to have him down from that. Yep, you know, at that point it was 28-7. to 7. They were going to arrest him. Clock is running down right now to 144, 143, up 
All right, Maroons will split out two receivers to the right. Tight end is on the left. Dante Cataldo remains the quarterback. He has Rashad Davis in the backfield. Middleton winds up as a fullback behind the right tackle and penalty flags down with a minute 32 to go. That'll stop the clock. Procedure against Dowling Catholic. Again, this is just what uh, the defense wanted as far as the Dowling defense getting some breather, but... When you're able to run the ball like this, you can chew up so much clock. And, and uh, again, only one pass in the second half here for the Maroons. Now a second and 10, 1.22 to go, and the clock running. Well, Rockers, Freilak, the left tackle and left guard for Dowling, along with Nate Agos and Isaiah Seymour, the right guard and tackle. And Carter Smith now at center due to the injury to Max Shelton. Hurt his ankle in baseball this year. Handoff. Oh, Rashad Davis explodes through a hole. Carries oh, tacklers inside the 20. Down to the 19-yard line. That's a 10-yard gain and a Dowling first down. Rashad Davis. That is how you run the football right there. And, you know, we I think we talked about this a little bit last week, how he always finishes going forward. That, that's the talent behind this young man is that his feet are always moving and he always finishes forward. And you can see him here how he just keeps things chopping and churning. And uh, grinds out a first down, and that effectively will end the ball game as um, 40 seconds remaining. Now Rashad with two touchdowns tonight. He had six coming in, so he has eight rushing touchdowns plus the kickoff return. So nine wow. touchdowns in the season. It's first and ten Dowling. They give it to Rashad again. Finds a hole. Bow bounces outside, near side, inside a 10-5. Dice for the end zone. Pylon down. Touchdown. Touchdown, Rashad Davis. Someone forgot to tell Rashad that we're just going to run the clock out. Uh, he'll be reminded <laughs> when he gets to the sideline. In the meantime, he's going to celebrate yeah. on the sideline. Touchdown, the Maroons, 19 yards out, and Rashad. He, he saw that crease to the outside, and he hit it, boom, and he is gone. 20 seconds remaining in the contest. Davis with his third touchdown of the night and his ninth of the year rushing, and he has a kickoff return of 92 yards for a touchdown against Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Schumacher in for the extra point. Jack Jepson to hold it, and the kick is up, and it is good. So it is 35-14, rather, Dowling with the lead over Ankeny. Timeout on the field. We'll take it with them. Dowling 35, Ankeny 14 with 20 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter along with Matt Maindring, Mark Amadale here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN.TV. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear, in business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Deacon Jim Clack from St. Agnes Parish in Walker, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, we're back here at Valley Stadium. 20 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Dowling 35, Ankeny 14. Mark Amadale, Matt Maindring on the call tonight for Rashad Davis. 
That was his third touchdown. That capped off a eight-play, 67-yard drive for Dowling. Davis runs it in from 19 yards out, his third touchdown of the night, and his ninth touchdown of the year to go along with a kickoff return for a touchdown against Cedar Rapids-Kennedy and a two-point conversion earlier tonight to his uh, stat book, Matt Mandry. Yeah, he's, he's had a heck of a night. And the offensive line, this is one of those nights where if Johnny was down there, we would just say, get to the offensive line and let's talk to them all. That'll be the final play of the game. Ankeny runs the ball up the middle. Maroons stuff it there at the 21-yard line, and Dowling will go on and pick up win number three against top ten teams this season. They knocked off Cedar Rapids Kennedy, preseason ranked number six. They knocked off Valley last week, 14 to nothing, who was who fell to six at the time, and then knocking off seventh-ranked Ankeny tonight. Final score, 35-14, Matt. Nice, nice night for the Maroons. And Ankeny showed, you know, the, the one thing about this Ankeny team, they don't quit. And they came back in the second half and battled back, uh, made the game somewhat interesting as they kept going through in the second half. But, you know, the Dowling offensive line wins the night. And uh, they just, and Rashad Davis just keeps running the football and uh, with passion. And it's fun to see. All right. We've got to get set up here because we're going to be turning around on camera here for the postgame show. And we'll come back, and then we'll wrap things up for TV. We'll go radio one more segment. So we'll take a two-minute break, and we appreciate Josefina. Uh, We'll come back on the studios at Iowa Catholic Radio, and, of course, all the folks here for uh, CISN. We appreciate them. We'll take a two-minute break on our postgame show. We'll begin. Final score, Dowling 35, Ankeny 14. The Maroons move to 3-0 on the season. Ankeny falls to 1-2. And and we'll begin the postgame show after this two-minute break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Iowa Catholic Radio needs you. Whether it's assisting with events, answering the phone, being a parish ambassador, or simply a commitment to pray, Iowa Catholic Radio depends on you to help connect listeners to Christ. Email contact at iowacatholicradio.com to get involved. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Brian Oberreiter from St. Mary's in Manchester. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. From Boonville to Beaverdale and everywhere at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ. Have you heard that the church once prohibited Bible reading or that the scriptures were kept in Latin so the people couldn't understand it? Some myths die hard, I guess. Yes, the church has taken a cautious approach to protect God's word from those who would mistranslate it or distort its meaning, especially when you consider that the majority of the world's population was and remains illiterate and uneducated. That being said, Catholic popes and bishops in every century have encouraged Catholics to learn and meditate upon God's written word. The Bible was in Latin, so it wasn't a dead language, but the universal educational language of the Western world. Anyone who was going to read the Bible would have been able to read it in Latin. And at a time when dialects changed within very short distances, it was important to have a standard language for the church. Still, the Catholic Church did allow translations of the Bible into the local languages. In fact, when Luther did his famous Bible translation into German, over 25 had already been done. The Catholic Society of the Middle Ages was one deeply steeped in the scriptures, as Henry Graham's great book, Where We Got the Bible, explains. Consider this, their greatest works of architecture were neither skyscrapers nor sports stadiums, but cathedrals built to the glory of God. This is Greg Ewell for Faith Check. 
And welcome back to Valley Stadium, West Des Moines. Mark Amadil joined by Matt Mandering here on the postgame show, Dowling with the win tonight. And it was a kind of a quiet but exciting uh, win for uh, Dowling Catholic as they defeat uh, Ankeny 35-14. Rashad Davis, three touchdowns, a two-point conversion run. And uh, what a game that young man had. But you've got to give credit to the offensive line for the Maroons. They, they, had, they had their way with the Ankeny defensive line most of the game. They did. And, and, you know, they were able to sit there and wall things off. Ian Middleton, I thought, did a really good job tonight. He stands out in my mind as someone who really got some key blocks from that flanker position or that stack, you know, whatever you want to call it, and uh, fullback position wherever they put him, you know. And But he is getting big blocks and, and creating seams for Rashad Davis. It's just fun to watch that offensive line do their thing. Dowling going to 3-0, and ranked second on the Associated Press poll this week. Ankeny falls to 1-2. and They were ranked seventh going into tonight's game uh, here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Joined by the postgame show. And, Matt, you got to look at some of the, the numbers, and I'll let you uh, – uh, take uh, Coach Seifert's uh, yeah. iPad and try to figure this All out. Right. New well, program. Total yards tonight for the Maroons, 496 yards, 163 of those in the air, only one pass in the second half, right? Right. And then uh, 341 yards rushing compared to 270 total yards for Ankeny, 135 passing and 135 on the ground. So 29 first downs for the Maroons and 15 for the Hawks. Only the one turnover. Uh, and, and by Dowling, and then um, the penalty in yards and, and, and so forth. But for the Maroons, then, you got Rashad Davis, 36 rushes for 242 yards and the three touchdowns. Uh, and Zach Smith tonight, he came in and ran he the did. ball pretty well a few times, eight rushes for 59 yards. And then uh, Dante Cataldo, eight runs for 45 yards. Uh, Ankeny uh, rushing Daniel Laramie, um, 20 rushes for 70 yards. And then I believe this is Hankus, 11 rushes for 54 yards for the Hawks. And then from the, on the passing side, Dante Cataldo, 6 of 13 for 155 yards and a touchdown. Luke Anderson for Ankeny, 9 of 21 for 135 yards and two touchdowns in the second half as Ankeny started to come back. Uh, Curtis Horace gets three catches for 109 yards and the one touchdown. A 50, I believe that was that 52-yard uh, touchdown pass, and uh, then Hank Brown, two catches for 49 yards, and Jacob Scott, one for five. And then for Ankeny, we got... I have Akers, uh, yep. two catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns, and that was in the fourth quarter, uh, as we uh, talked about earlier. Also for Ankeny... Uh, uh, Finn McClure, I believe. Uh, Randolph had one catch for 11 yards, and I believe it was Earlmeyer, three catches for 18 yards to round up. Uh, the Ankeny total. So yeah. that'll that, that, all in all, uh, what a game we saw. Dowling led at halftime, twenty-one uh, nothing. Uh, they got out to a twenty-eight-seven uh, lead after Acres' first touchdown from eighty yards out. Then Acres again for Ankeny from sixteen yards out. And then Dowling closes it out with uh, Rashad Davis's 19-yard run for the touchdown. And you think about the big – one of the bigger plays in the game is that goal line stand by the Maroons. Ankeny drives down the field and uses most of the clock in the third quarter. And uh, they get down to the one-yard line, and, and Dowling stops them. Dowling Catholic stops them at the goal line. And in return, then Dowling goes down the field, takes the rest of the quarter, a little bit of the fourth, to get that first score of the second half. Well, up next is we're going to close out our CISN part of the broadcast. We'll come back with final thoughts on the radio side. But uh, up next for uh, 
Ankeny as they host number nine Johnston, who was uh, defeating Valley earlier with the last score we had. So it'll be Johnston at Ankeny next week. I'm sure that'll be on CISN, and they'll be up there for that 7 o'clock kickoff. For Dowling Catholic, they host Waukee Northwest right here at Valley Stadium next Friday night. The Maroons defeated Waukee Northwest uh, both times last year during the regular season and a playoff. So there's a, a rematch there. Hopefully John Chido will join us next Friday night. We will also be on CISN uh, for that. So uh, we want to thank our CISN audience and all the crew here. Doing a, they do a great job, as, uh, as always. Uh, Sean Ingracia along with Rachel Hawley and, uh, of course, uh, A.J. Laporte on the cameras. And uh, Jennifer Phelps running the scoreboard. And their mentor, Mr. Pete Tarpey, doing a great job producing all this. So uh, we'll sign off from CISN. Final score is uh, Dowling defeats Ankeny uh, 35-14 here at Valley Stadium. On the radio side, we'll return with more on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, back after this one-minute break on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we'll say goodnight for CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know when you support Iowa Catholic Radio, you can make your donation go farther by asking your employer about matching gifts. Ask your employer about matching gifts and thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, we're back here at Valley Stadium here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We uh, said so long to our audience on CISN, always doing first game on live stream. Uh, not a bad crowd here at uh, Valley Stadium on a beautiful night. Dowling improves its record to 3-0, ranked second in Class 5A. And the Ankeny Hawks, their record drops to 1-2. and They were ranked seventh in Class 5A coming in tonight. Ankeny hosting Johnson next week. You can watch that game on CISN. They'll have that broadcast. And Dowling will have Waukee Northwest. The Maroons are 3-0 against the school that's only been around for a couple years, but played them twice last year. Yeah. Uh, regular season of playoffs, and the Maroons come away with the win. And I think we went through – I know you're looking for scores, Matt, but I'll read what I have thus okay. far. Southeast Polk rolling over Cedar Rapids Prairie. Prairie came in undefeated, as was Southeast Polk at 2-0, and Prairie was ranked tied for third in Class 5A. 42 nothing the last score. That's a running clock in the fourth quarter uh, on Southeast Polk's home opener on their brand-new football field. Other scores as Ankeny Centennial upsetting number 6 Cedar Falls 28-7 at last report. Over at Urbandale, fifth-ranked Bettendorf will go to 3-0. They were leading Urbandale 31-10 late in the fourth quarter. And uh, last report, it was Johnson leading Valley 14-0 as we are efforting more scores. And as uh, we get through with our broadcast, we will mention that. Uh, congratulations to Dowling Catholic and head coach Tom Wilson. We, again, if you joined us late, we're uh, our sideline guy, Mr. John Chido, under the weather tonight. And uh, he's got uh, eighth-grade football Monday and Tuesdays. He's going to try to get healed up this weekend. I hope he does. 
And, uh, you know, a hawk wind tomorrow would really help him out. I Probably think, help you know? him out a little bit. <laughs> you know, you asked me earlier who I was going to be cheering for tomorrow. I think my wife and I, we, I know, my wife and I have a tea time about, you know, 11-ish or so. You'll be and, done by 2.30. Well, we'll you know, it, we found it's a good time to go golfing. When the game's <laughs> when the going game's on, going you on. DVR the game. And, sure. uh, you know, one of the things as a, as a coach, you always, you know, you love both teams and, and respect both coaches, both programs. And I just think Iowa's got the power this year. And Iowa State's battling some, you know, has to overcome some things and replace, fill some holes here at the last minute. So I think I was going to come out on top tomorrow night, but it, or tomorrow afternoon. But you no, know. you just made my weekend. Yeah, if well, I can get a Notre Dame we, win yeah. and an Iowa win, it's a good weekend but for we got, me. We got we got a young Hummel playing for Iowa State, and so you know I understand we, that. We, we, I was kind of looking where we have more Dowling guys on the field at one time. On be. the field, but not maybe in the program. <laughs> Hawks have a few. Uh, they do. You know. Yeah, they do. So Mr. Jackson Filer in the, in the wings yeah. and a few others over there yeah, at Iowa. Lynch and, and yeah, uh, right. Jalen Thompson. And, and uh, you know, so there's a lot of kids on yeah, both sides. That's what makes it fun. All right, recapping here, Dowling uh, got a pair of field goals from Andrew Schumacher from 27 and 29 yards. As you mentioned, Matt, Curtis Horace with a 52-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Dante Cataldo. That was Dante's first touchdown pass of the year. And then uh, Rashad Davis had uh, touchdown runs today of two. 10 and 19 yards he also had a two-point conversion in tonight's game so it gives him nine touchdowns and one kickoff return so a total of 10 touchdowns for Rashad Davis who's just a junior and a two-point conversion for Ankeny Devin Akers an 80-yard touchdown reception and a 16-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Luke Anderson and uh, that was uh you know, you can't forget about that young man, 6'6", had a collarbone injury last year, and he worked his way back just to be able to play this year and now start for Ankeny, who we mentioned coming in, had just one returning starter on each side of the ball as they had uh, five guys that are down with uh, permanent injuries that were starters last year. And uh, first-year head coach Jeff Bauer just, uh, you know, trying to – and he's going to have a lot of kids come back, but he wants to get healthy early, and now he's, he's one and two and playing a very tough Johnson team at home next Friday night, but best of luck to the Hawks, and hopefully those guys that are injured will heal up and be back next year if they have eligibility left. I think uh, three out of the four that come back or that had, are injured this year, one comes back. And I want to, I'm going to jump ahead to volleyball, if you don't sure. mind here, Mark. On Tuesday night, the uh, Maroons are hosting Waukee in what um, the coaching program uh, at, at Mary Beth Wiskus has a big push for this is Dowling Catholic digging for gold night and uh, her mom had battled cancer and everything else and so there's a lot of a lot of people involved in their program that they're doing this for and it's a can it's a cancer fundraising night there's some information out there if you find it on the um, on the um, whatever media outlet you're looking for but it's going to be a big night in there Mary Beth is always you know, she's looking for team-building things and really brings kids together in, in about her club, and she puts her kids well ahead of the program. And so Tuesday night's going to be a big night in Dowling Gym, Cancer Awareness Night, and, and uh, make sure you make, if you get the opportunity to get out there and do that. And, of course, they sold T-shirts, uh, pre-sold T-shirts yeah. uh, for that event. So, uh, unfortunately, you can't buy any, but uh, I kind of know the guy that, made him he, <laughs> he sells popcorn it's not bad during the winter uh, yeah. when we're inside but yeah. uh, uh he might have one or two i gotta i gotta reach out to him but yeah they have t-shirts that are pre-sold right. for that raising money for cancer and a great cause 
And as a part of this, the the team, they gathered and they made snack bags for the pediatric oncology families at Blank Children's Hospital. So, you know, always looking for that community service opportunity is what, you know, is what part of being a Maroon is. Certainly is. Well, Matt, it's been fun tonight. We didn't have our extra guy on the sideline. I mean, we've been Otherwise, we'd be interviewing some players. Yeah. Might have had the mosh pit tonight with that offensive line. Cause we Might were, have. We were, uh, that, that may have to – we may have to – you know, retrack next week and uh, get that to happen. But yeah. uh, it's been a fun week. I know this week you mentioned the uh, the volleyball game on Tuesday night at home, mm -hmm. and that's a, usually a 7.30 start. So uh, I might, might, might try to do that. I know I have a, a funeral to go to on Monday. So I mean, if I'm not wiped out, i, I got to go to Fort Madison for a, a guy who uh, passed away. And uh, let's see about Tuesday night. But uh, yeah. you may have to talk me off the ledge, but I might come and watch yeah. that. Yeah, they're, they're a fun group to watch and very talented and just a lot of great kids out there. Um, playing arts and you know and as always this time of year everything's rolling we got Ron Gray with the golf team out there doing their thing and and uh, the swim dive team with coach Uri is out there in, in the middle of their season and and as is the um, cross-country team that's right and, and I can't forget about them can't as speak the boys to that. are pushing for another state title and the girls uh, always are competitive and right there at the top of the conference yep uh, Cross-country teams yesterday ran at Marshalltown. Packed place. Mm -hmm. I had to take back roads to get in. I had a, I had a, <laughs> is, I, it, is it like Fort Dodge? You, know, you had to go uh -huh. out there and park on the no. gravel about a half mile away? Was, no, Fort Dodge run excellent. These, yeah. these guys started charging for parking, and it backed everything up to <laughs> Highway highway 30. And that's yeah. not a good thing. So yeah. I went around and, and this little softball town called East Marshall. Oh, yeah. Through that yeah. and came through gravel roads and had to go through the car wash later. But uh, I got a lot of gravel on me. But. Made it in, but it was backed up, and uh, yeah. Dowling girls and boys ran. Tim Eyes doing a great job yeah. leading both programs, and the boys finished second. And the girls, I think, had a uh, – I believe they had a top ten finish. I'm not sure where, but uh, hats off to them. And, of course, volleyball, Mary Beth Wiskus. On the road tomorrow morning early, 6.30, they're at the Iowa City West Tournament, and they're going to play three matches there. And uh, Coach Yuri and the swim team are headed to Cedar Rapids tomorrow. I do remember that. So right. best of luck to them. Matt, thanks for sitting you in bet. tonight. Hope it's a good week at, at Dowling. Yeah. And uh, – uh, you need it's to always talk. a good weekend. Yeah, I hope you see Dr. Ryan. We had a nice conversation the other night. Okay. I'm not going to bring it up here, but I he, think he, he mentioned something about. I bet he did. You. <laughs> Should give a shout out to the band tonight. It was their first performance tonight? You know, and then next week is uh, band recognition yes. and teacher recognition. If I'm not mistaken, right. next week Dowling will host Walkie Northwest right here at Valley Stadium, right. and the band will be featured. Right? Yeah. All right. Good job out of them. All right. That'll wrap up our broadcast, Matt. Thank you, and. Uh, for everybody involved with our broadcast tonight, our thanks to the folks at Ankeny. Jeff Bauer, the head football coach and athletic director, Adam McDonald, Tom Day, Mike Baker back at the Ankeny uh, athletic department area, Lisa Meeker, they do a great job helping us prepare for tonight's game. And, uh, of course, from Dowling, Colleen Webb, Jared Herring, and, of course, Tom Wilson uh, doing all they can to help us with our broadcast. That will wrap it up. Next week it's Dowling taking on Ank Waukee Northwest. We'll be on the air at 6.30 with our pregame. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. We'll be simulcasting with CISN once again, so join us for that. Uh, our thanks also to Andy Jepson, our halftime guest, the CFL, the Catholic Football League president, and uh, appreciate his time and his efforts of uh, making Catholic football what it is, a very important part of the Dowling football program. For my broadcast partners, Matt Mandry, John Chido, you take care. We'll see you uh, on Monday, and uh, get over that, uh, whatever you have, uh, get over that as quickly as possible. And of course, our studio producer uh, tonight, Josephina Wilkham, did a great job, young lady, and thanks to your dad, Matt, and all the things he does for Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Mark Amadale saying goodnight and so long. Final score for the final time, Dowling Catholic 
improves its record to 3-0 with a 35-14 win over Ankeny. The Hawks fall to 1-2 on the season. And we'll join you next week here from Valley Stadium. Until then, have a safe and blessed faith-filled weekend. Coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Klein Electric, Catholic United Financial, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Bozen the Florist. Please support the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The preceding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.